Ooh, give me some more flavor. It's the Untitled Podcast. Shouts out to my Mexican boy. You know this recession, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the Untitled Podcast. Yeah, boob, talk your shit. Yeah, boo, talk your shit. Ooh, give me some more flavor. Sir, welcome to the Untitled Podcast, favorite podcast, favorite podcast, aka the greatest show on earth. I'm your host, Boo Boy. I know the voice, I know the vibes. Uh, got my guy with me as always, the state champion himself. Come on, man. Huh? That's huh? what you're doing already. Nah, I'm just. I'm just. No, I'm giving you a just do. You are the. Eight. You are the state champ. You ain't no state champ. Man, keep going. You're not no state champ. Man, go ahead, man. <laughs> what cologne you got on day, my boy? Man, watch out. All right, man. Got GTO Jonesy, the one and only, the Milwaukee <laughs> Miracle. Man, you know what I'm saying? I'm just giving you because the people say nah. you smell good. Man, watch out. The people that say you smell good. I was bamboozled. You want bamboozled and the folks say you smell good. Man, you got, you know what I mean? They say you good qualities. Y'all boy look lost. I'll tell you what's happening later on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, man, I got uh, two thirds of the three headed monster, man. Um, you know what I mean? Some guys that, that you know what I mean, I done seen, uh, you know, kind of come up, you know, in, in my estimation, you know, ones who honestly, if we being real and not capping, just keeping it a buck, honestly, y'all boys might be the heads of black music in the city. Like, right. just keeping it a buck. Just for shit to really move, like really, really move, they got to go through y'all, right? So on one side, man, I got my brother, man, DJ Egg. You know what I'm saying? Yo, what's up? I'm checking in today now. I was I was cool last time. Yeah, you yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. You got a little got a little pot, a little of that oil in you. Nah, not look at you. They can't start smiling. Oh nah, I ain't had nothing yet. That's <laughs> you know, and also, man, we got uh CJ DJ back. Yo. Back in the building, man. So so when I say the heads of black music, I say that because you you think in nightlife, you think I'm going out. Wanna have a good time, thinking about a day party, thinking about brunch and all that shit. You know what I mean? For the most part, if you're going to one that's lit, one of these boys gonna be the, you know, curating the vibes, right? They're gonna be in there spinning, you know what I mean, keeping shit going. Therefore, if you got some music you wanna get played, and I hope this don't make niggas start hitting y'all up to play music, but <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all can get that shit anyway. Yeah, I said, niggas already hit music. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they gotta go through y'all. And then, you know, also on the flip side, man, legendary radio station in the city. You know what I'm saying? 94.1. You know what I mean? CJ running that shit, basically. At the oh, end of, you know. Just, you know, as a 
Um, this year makes seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah, and you know, I remember too. <laughs> yeah, I remember too because when I left uh, E93, I had that right. six month period where nobody was answering the phone or fucking with me. Mm. Yeah, like everybody who would blow me up while I was on Elba Fold, all that big, bro, all that ceased. Oh. For them six months, it was a long six months, bro. Niggas wouldn't answer the phone. And then as soon as I jumped on in and outside, I was on the beat that February. He was like, bro, oh, what up, big, bro? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you doing your thing. Hey, fuck with me. So, yeah. Different quick and, and it's funny, man, because like if you're really from the city, you understand. Especially, I remember when 94.1 first came, right? Yeah, and I remember 941 hours of straight music. I yeah. remember that shit. No commercials, yeah. no nothing. That was the hook, right? Like, yeah. if you listen, it wasn't nothing but music playing, wasn't nothing that commercial, nothing. 941 hours. I still remember that shit. So you had, uh, I think it was Dice. Dice was the Dice, yes, yeah, so Dice and yeah. Flage had a show on 94. Yeah, Dice and yeah. Flage, and then you had Bo Money. You had Triple A, you had Lady Mahogany, like the lineup was just so stacked, bro. You know what I'm saying? Tony Capri, DJ Jeff Nice, DJ Raw, like the lineup was crazy, man. It was good, you know, being able to bring all them back last December for the anniversary show. Twenty years for the beat, thirty years for love, and you know what I'm saying. And it was it was dope having a conversation with Bo, and just you know hearing Bo's perspective of where the station was. Compared to like my perspective of where the station is and just being able to bridge them generations, that was major. Cause you're right, bro. I remember when 94 launched too. You know what I'm saying? And like radio was different in that area. Like we grew up in the era where like we all was tuned in. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, we was absolutely. hard, hard, core, hard body, like tuned yeah. in. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. But shout out, man. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. So, so. And we never got into that part of it, you know what I mean? Kind of you kind of taking them reins and really run away. You know what I mean? It's different when you get folks from outside the city who come into a role and they don't really know what shit mean. You know what I mean? But but folks is really from the city, really from the port when they hear them names, you know what I mean? Like they hold weight. So for you to be the one, you know what I mean, it's kind of carrying that torch. Like what is that like for you? Like what kind of... Man, that job was great for me. Um, man, somebody had said uh, to me at the at the anniversary concert, they was like, uh, "It's like, bro, you kind of like Spider Man." I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> and it was like, man, it was like like the last Spider Man movie. I was like, how they had all the Spider Man from all the Spider Man movie in one movie. They're like, bro, you brought all the old jocks back. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, that was cool. I mean, and it, it was dope to be able to to get on their flowers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because like. We are a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, just about everybody's job, no matter whether it's in what field it's in, for the most part, we all work thankless jobs. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We all go in a situation, you know, we give it 70, 80, 90, 100%. We give it time we can't get back. And, like, we never get nothing more than a paycheck out of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying, to be able to, in that situation, be able to get these people that I grew up listening to, they flowers on the stage in the new arena because you got to think for them they ain't been here since you know what i'm saying since before a lot of them have went off elsewhere so for them to be able to come back first year in the new arena get their flowers in front of the whole city you know what i'm saying that was dope to be able to do and then you know just also like i said i mean bro shit, we all grew up listening to them so to also you know be able to curate and make sure you know what i'm saying like Y'all got y'all VIP language. Y'all can run around this arena. Y'all ain't got to worry about nobody stopping y'all. We got gift bags for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Just be able to have that experience and then be able to chop it up with them. And, I mean, even leading up to the show, like, having them all come back in different ways and, like, 
co-host on L with me certain days and letting like listeners be able to connect, reconnect with them over the radio was hard. Like when we did homecoming, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And had them come back to and take over the tailgate with us. Like, yeah, like, you know, that was just, it was, it was a dope experience, man. Something I'm going to forever, you know, keep close. Yeah, absolutely, man. Speaking of, y'all are basically the Canes of homecoming. You know, <laughs> y'all rocking it, you know, oh. where it's at. So, so Ig, man, I'm going to shift yeah. to you, man. I didn't been, I didn't go last year. You know what I mean? I didn't go last year, but the last homecoming I was at, I distinctly remember being on stage, your ass being on stage, DJing, and just looking out, right? And just it's, it's, it done got dark, all that shit, like the game been over with. Like now at this point, everybody yeah. just drunk. Like ain't no food left. Like ain't none of that. Like we, you know what I mean? We just out shit drunk. Ain't no lights. You barely see the nigga next to you. Like it is a party, right? And flashlights yeah. on phones is a party, right? So for you, you know what I mean, somebody who who been DJing in the city for a minute, left, came back, reestablished, you know what I mean, now dealing with a new crowd that may not remember, like, we was cool back then, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. so we remember, you know what I mean, shit, yeah, DJ ain't back, we gonna pull up, you know what I'm saying? But now you got folks who don't know you from a can of paint and relearning and you reestablish yourself. So for you, like, what's that process kind of been like? Fuck them. Sorry. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, that shit cool, though, man. It's, it's well, live up to his name, man. <laughs> hey, he nah. not lying. He meant that shit when he I, said it. I really do, but, man. <laughs> hey, but for real, nah, man. It's, you know, like you say, it's, it's evolving, you know? Like, as a DJ, you got to evolve. Like, a lot of music I play, shit I don't like, yeah. I, I don't connect to, but, you know, it's, it's all about playing it in a way that you can connect with your crowd you know what i'm saying and that's all i try to do i just try to connect with the crowd a lot of djs nowadays they don't know how to read the crowd they don't know how to connect with the crowd they don't interact with the crowd right a lot of djs you know what i'm saying motherfuckers man they don't even talk to the crowd you know what i'm saying yeah. like that's that's 90 percent of the game right there is yeah. interacting is knowing who in the building yeah yeah a absolutely. lot of people don't even know who in the building yeah because djs are divas now like yeah. they don't want to talk to nobody like Motherfucker, talk to the people that's supporting you. You know what I'm saying? Because if if you get them to come tonight and you do a good job, they're going to tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? That's where the phrase, tell a friend, tell a friend come from. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. for you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, that's where the phrase come from. So if you don't get out in the crowd and and connect with people and get random people drinks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I do, shit. Y'all in here chilling with me? Hey, send them some drinks. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so for, for both of y'all, you know what I mean? I think about everybody feel like they can DJ, right? Like everybody feel like they playlist hit. Everybody feel like they listen to all the right music. Everybody feel like you could put me in front of these turntables, put me in front of this computer, put me in front of this program. I could run this shit and rock a whole building out, right? Like for y'all, especially at a situation where we all in the same age bracket. So I know a lot of the shit y'all playing Y'all don't really know what fuck with. Right? But, you know what I mean? We was being called a spade a spade. But, you know, at the end of the day, y'all still got to find some connection with it to play it. So, for y'all, like, what's really, you know what I mean, something that kind of, how do y'all gauge what's hot and what's not when you got a different ear from what may be coming up? It's evolution for me, man. Like, yeah. I'm going to play what the people want because for me, DJing ain't about me. You know what I'm saying? It's not about me at the end of the day. Yeah. It's about the people that comes out and support now. Yeah. A lot of people, like you say, like they, they think they have that, that number one playlist and all that. Yeah. They'll go, I'll be like, well, give me four hours worth of songs to play. Mm. And But 
You know what I'm saying? And you may have all the right songs there. Yeah. You may have every single hit. Yeah. But it's in DJing is It's all in how you, you play, play it. it. Yeah. Like it's all it's in like, how you it's play like it. It's like a hand in spades, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you'll have a badass queen that'll walk. Or sometimes yeah. you'll have a badass jack that'll walk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's all in how you play it. And I think like I can't speak for many people, but I think like one thing that's kind of worked for us in particular, or two things that's worked for for us is one when we DJ, we don't necessarily go into an environment with an already premeditated playlist. Mm, like we don't go in there. Like it's always, it's always off the head. It's oh, always we never have ever gone in anywhere and been like, I'm gonna play these songs tonight. Or I'm gonna play this in this order. It's always about. It's always off the head. It's always about yeah. watching people in front of us and then moving according to who's in front of us and moving based off. Because you kind of got to size up. Like, outside of just the music, like, you got to think, bro, we in a club uh, or some type of social situation, mm-hmm. folks drunk or drinking, mm-hmm. ain't no telling. Folks coming in to blow off steam, ain't no telling yeah. who got what type of baggage or attitude prior to coming in there. So, if nothing else, we need to be on swivel watching our environment for that aspect. But when you bring in, like, music and curating the vibes, that's why we don't play with no premeditated playlists. We play what based off of what's in front of us. And then I think the second thing that gives, like, the three of us, you know, have made the three of us so successful is, you know, especially when we first started, we weren't afraid to be on each other's ass. Yeah. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we weren't. Yeah, yeah, we weren't afraid, bro. Like, we <laughs> yeah, weren't afraid. Was like, listen, bro. Like, out of me, EJ, and Ig, bro, I'm probably the most the most chill out of the three of us. And I can say, bro, like, living with these niggas, these niggas are my dogs for life, <laughs> yeah. right? They will forever be my dogs for life, but they will also, also be the two biggest assholes I ever <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like being real yeah. bro but you know what I'm saying it's that it's kind of like that that sibling bond and that sibling rivalry like you know what I'm saying we all different and even based off of like our styles the way we all play if you really listen to the way we all play we all play very differently right. you know what I'm saying but we've all you know between one like I said not being afraid to critique each other they're like even now like bro we'll try each other like you know what I'm saying right. if we yeah, someone and one of us DJing like the mix fall apart we might we might not even be in the same booth yeah, like, look, but we like, might look across the across the floor like, yeah. and like, what you got going on? You know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's just kind of like, you know, it's 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 like that. Like, you know, all of us are beasts and all, all in our own right. And it's also like, you know, no nigga wants to be the sorry one out the group. Mm-hmm. And so because of that dynamic, it's it's really iron sharpens iron. And you know what I'm saying? Fast forward, like I said, you know, we all been in this job like 15 years now. You know, the reason why we can still stay so current and the reason why we can still stay relevant and the reasons why we can still Rock a crowd even with music being totally different is one we've always sharpened each other so we're not afraid to go into any situation sharp and then two we not necessarily premeditating shit we know that we curating a vibe I can't premeditate a vibe before I get the yeah. I gotta get in that thing and I gotta fill it out I gotta scope I gotta see who in the room I gotta see how they feeling I gotta see what type of time they on you trying to holler at hoes you trying to stand with your dogs right. you trying yeah. to you know take selfies the whole night or you trying to actually twerk and based off of sizing up the room we are then able to curate our playlist off the head that's gonna give that room the biggest reaction the biggest vibe so yeah no, absolutely. And I don't know if any DJ is listening, and I know this from, you know, all the parties we do, just being around, like, we can tell when you kind of got this play that's already curated. I can't tell you how many times I done been in a spot, a song play, and I'm standing and I say, he about to play this shit next. Oh, and yeah. That shit drop. He about to play that this shit. That shit drop. And I'm sitting here just, just rip, that shit coming, that's coming, that's coming, that's coming. You can tell, like, and you can also tell when you're in a room with a DJ who just coming off the top of the dome. Like, he just playing. 
looking around. All right, bet, bet, bet. Run this shit, run this shit, run this shit. Then he throw a bat of that shit, and then like, all right, mm-hmm. nah, this nigga here cooking. You know what I mean? And, and that's real important because you know when you again when y'all when you're again. And I keep saying curating the vibes because that's exactly what you're doing. You're creating the vibe. Like I've been in situations where. And y'all, as these days, y'all can probably attest. Like, if y'all want to start a fight in this motherfucker, well, that man, this man has done that. Me, that was, that was, that was, about to bro. Say, listen, yeah. I, I promise you, I can think of no lie, five different instances off the top of the head <laughs> where this man Ig, we have been in a party, and this man Ig may be like, "Man, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> like, oh, really? uh, I'm ready to go get something to eat." Or he's just over it. That party jumping, but yeah. he's just ready to go. Yeah. And that man might be like, "Hey." Watch this. And that man will instantly pop off a fight. Bro, I remember one party years ago, bro. We was at American Legion. And that man, Ig, was like, boy, I'm ready to go. CJ, you ready to go? And before I could answer, that man was like, don't worry about it. That man killed the music. And that man was like, hey, if you don't like, if you see a nigga in here you don't like right now, slap the shit out of him right now. Play camouflage, get up off me, or knock if you buck, some, boy, some shit like that. And instantly, bro, before the hook could drop on that song, bro. <laughs> Like two, three fights broke out across the room. Security didn't know which fight to break up. That's a true story. That's a true bro. That's happened multiple times, bro. Like, and that's another thing, like going just going back to our dynamic as brothers. Like, if me and Ig have ever bumped heads on shit, I'd be like, man, bro, you can't say shit like that. And Ig be like, man, shut up, bro. You being too political, bro. Like, let me do that. You know what I'm saying? We off the radio. He's like, we ain't on the radio. I'm like, bro, ain't about the radio nah, so. nah, fuck that. let me do it boy i got it you know what i'm saying especially for cj because we we knew cj was gonna be on the radio i'll yeah. never forget we was djing at the super goose boy cj had his first mix i was that was e93 then too yeah we was at we was throwing a party at the super goose he was yeah. the, out of everybody in the city he was the youngest one at that time yeah out of like because we did it unorthodox you know what i'm right. saying people don't even know how we got here yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. We ain't started in the club. We ended clubs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would not let us in the club to DJ. Yeah, we was in Carolina for a whole we was, year they, before we played anywhere. Huh? That's hard. They did oh. not let us in clubs in Savannah, bro. Like, period. Like, just hate or just, we were just young. young. So, I mean, young. and at that time, you already, you got to think you had, like, you had you had E93 and 94, both stations didn't just have radio personalities, but they had DJs. Right. So like yeah. you gotta think like the radio station DJs was dominating all the clubs. Yeah. And if you yeah. wasn't a radio station DJ, clubs still had their favorites. We was like the new niggas and the everybody else. We was some kids. We weren't even 21. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So they like, bro, you barely old enough to be in here, let alone yeah. talk about you finna play. You know what I'm saying? So we ended up spending a whole year like DJing all across Carolina. And, you know, that's another thing I think that worked in our favor because we were able to already groom ourselves and condition ourselves so that when we got over here, we won. We didn't we didn't spend any time really up under the DJs who were the hot DJs then. So it allowed us to curate our own style. We didn't come. We didn't come in here sounding like nobody else. And because we had a whole year of Carolina, Carolina was going to party regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because we was in Carolina don't mean there was no hand-me-down. Like, you had to to make them rock, too. If you ain't made them folks rock, somebody was dying. Like, you know what I'm saying? That shit different. Yeah, that shit different across the field. Like, them boys weren't playing over there. Like, yo. Especially in them times. Yeah, bro, you don't turn them folks up, bro. Like, somebody dying. You know what I'm saying? From Savannah's, man. Like, Savannah's. Savannah's, Scriven. Scriven. Yeah, bro. So many places. That's when we had the most fun that, that, and that's what that's what turned yeah. us into like real djs like i can remember like man i couldn't mix with shit yeah right. like 
I couldn't like I didn't just I just didn't have an ear for it at, mm-hmm. at a time. I was like, man, fuck this, because I was always the host. Right. I was like, man, fuck that. I'm gonna just go in the party and just talk shit, talk shit all night. Right. Fuck it, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. But then it was like, man, nah, motherfucker, you could DJ. I'm like, yeah, I ain't about to do that shit. Fuck. Fuck and then that. when we all live together, that played a role in it too. Yeah. Cause we were all find ourselves in the house like fuck it. Having like whole ass mixing Mix sessions. It. I'm talking about hours, oh, like four or five hours straight. Just, just three, straight. we mixing into each other. Like they getting on my ass, like, catch that motherfucker. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm yeah. like, man, damn, hold on, shit. <laughs> and you gotta think, this this is before like a if DJs know this is before the Serratos and the laptops. Yeah, yeah, we started with CD. Yeah, you got there, got to reburn a whole new We came in the CD era, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You mixing by ear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no screen to look at. Yeah. So, you know so what I'm saying? We mixing by ear, and that's why we, we DJ with headphones. A lot of DJs now don't DJ with headphones, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so it, it's, it's different, and DJing's gotten better. The equipment has gotten better, but DJ has gotten trash. You know what I'm saying? Because you really had to know how to mix. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee you 90% of DJs nowadays, if it wasn't for that computer, they wouldn't know how to mix. Mm. Or the button that mix for you. Or the the button that, because they don't have an ear for it. You know what I'm saying? Anybody could look at the screen and match tempos and and do that. But And at the expense of sounding, (laughs) however I'm going to sound when I say it, like a lot of niggas don't practice. Mm. See that too. Yeah. I got one question for y'all. What was that one moment when y'all just knew? Like, all right, this this what I love. Like, this gonna yeah. be me. Like, it's a good what question. Was that, what was that one place where you was at, and you got that? Like, that was that time where y'all just knew. Like, yeah, this what I'm like. I'm do. nice. I can do this. Yeah, shit. like I'm nice. Like that that Jordan fadeaway moment. Like, yeah, like I don't know. I think that niggas... might be different for all of us. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's a good question. Huh? That's a good question. I think I think for me. Um, so I actually learned how to DJ like in one night, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, um, started, we started as like promoters, um, shout out DJ Mel, you know what I'm saying? Me and DJ Mel went to Johnson together, um, and my freshman year at Savannah State, he was, uh, rocking with me and EJ and like, you know, he was like, man, y'all go to state, we doing college parties, the whoop. So I went from promoting to hosting to like I want to DJ. Like I'm one of them people. I always got to be on like what's next. Right. And so fast forward one night we was all hanging out and like bro I had this DJ set up right there. And so like I got on that job probably like eight thirty nine that night. And like I just kept fucking with it. And I ain't get off to like five that morning. Like straight, but when I got off that bitch, I had that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I had it. Like I, I knew how to mix by the time I was done. So I was like, "All right, bro. Like I'm ready to get to it now. Like I know I can make bread doing this. Like I know I've been knew I wanted the Korean music. Let me go ahead and you know what I'm saying. So I don't know. I think like I don't know if there was ever like a definitive moment where I was like, "Bro, I know this is what I want to do uh, outside of that." I mean, I think from that moment it was just a matter of just being like. All right, bro, like, how can I continue to press the envelope for, for myself? And even now, bro, like, 15 years later, bro, I'm still, like, how can I, like, push the envelope even more? How can I? So that might be. Yeah. But if y'all niggas would have fell off, I just. Nah, but I mean, bro, like, I say that, bro. I say, I say that. All, and then go back to it, bro. Like, even yeah. with EJ and Ed, bro, like, man, like, bro, like, the three of us came in this game together. You know, we, we all lived together. And there was a period where, like, 
you know, EJ and Ig both went off into the Navy and the Army. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? And like both of them boys have had periods where like they have been gone for like a year, two years plus. Mm-hmm. And then they come back and like they ain't really missed a beat. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like, yeah, I mean like, you know, and that just goes back to just like I said, like that dynamic between the three of us. You know what I'm saying? But it also comes from us like we're crowd builders. Right. We don't we create like you said, like we've never been into went into a club and not built that club. Yeah. Every club we went into, we built yeah. ourselves. It wasn't already packed. That's a fact. That's like, right. and Tantra, that's shit. Daiquiri, <laughs> yep. Rain, Life in Hilton Head, Taco Bajo. Elon, like nobody Elon. was fucking with Elon on those Thursdays. We had yeah. like a good oh, yeah. six year run in Elon. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Easily. Yeah. Even when you bring in Octane and Eclipse, when you talk about what Ig was doing at Poor Larry's, yeah. like. At Poor Larry's, mm-hmm. it wasn't nobody at Poor Larry's. Yeah. Yeah, nah, absolutely. Yeah. I was kind of dead, so I think I'm kind of. And it was a time about what going on. And then I just seen a dumbass. I'm like, whoa, whoa, why? Yeah. It's just. But it just Turn comes from us, up. like, <laughs> getting out there, reaching the people, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've never been bandwagon jumpers. Like, even from, like, people don't even know why we did house parties. We didn't want to do house parties because we wanted to. Right. We did house parties because these motherfuckers ain't gave us the opportunity to get in the club. Oh, it wasn't until shit. we affected their bottom. We we fucked up. So they bought the practice. We ain't needed to practice. We, we, need, to we, was, the, we was probably the only people making their own shit. Yeah, we, we made, we made $5,000 in the house. On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Oh, on a Wednesday. I remember the parties. Every week. Because, shit, I remember I was in, I was in the States where it was Georgia Southern, and I came home every weekend to work. And I already knew what time was. I come, I come home, hit my day. What we doing? Yeah. 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 So, yeah That's yeah, how we said it. Yeah. We always been like, man, like, bro, you ain't got to tell us, yeah. Like, we going to make you say, yeah. We going to create our own. Man, we fucked up. We fucked up these clubs bottom line so much during that house party era, bro. That's how we got in clubs. That's how we got in clubs. We fucked them up so bad. They had to come to y'all. They had to come to us. Even when we was doing Daiquiri Island. Daiquiri Island used to traditionally was like the spot people would go party at before they went to the club. That shit flipped when we got in there. Motherfuckers, Mm -hmm. if you wasn't in Daiquiri Island by 1030, you wasn't getting in that shit. And we was young. We was we we shit, wasn't even twenty one. We wasn't yeah. even twenty one in Daiquiri. Yeah, There's many, yeah, they make you pay twenty dollars to get into Daiquiri Island. <laughs> Daiquiri Island, the size of a house, yeah, yeah. yeah. smaller exactly. than a house. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That shit, a room, a kitchen, and two bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, and niggas was paying twenty dollars to get in that shit, shoulder to shoulder. But again, man, it just comes from not, us not hopping on other people' bandwagon, even like with the rhythm and brunch, like. That shit built it shit. from scratch. Built it from scratch in spaces nobody else wanted to go in. You know what I'm saying? I can, yeah, I can. <laughs> he talking people trying to steal I y'all shit. You know hey, I mean? hey, man, but I don't get mad about that. We don't, we don't even get mad <laughs> about, get mad about, about, about that. We expect yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's also like it's cool because in a way it's like you know we are about building it and pushing the culture of Savannah. And it's just kind of like if we do this and then 50 other people do this. We it's like it. cool At the end of the day Now it's more for the city to do yeah. I wish The only thing I would wish Is like If people gonna bite the idea Switch it up Like if y'all know We mm. doing this on on Sundays But Saturday is wide open Friday is wide open You know what I'm yeah, saying Like yeah. That's the only yeah. thing I don't I, I admit yeah. Right Nobody was popping I will say Like folks have had things 
in Savannah on, on Sunday, Sunday nights. Yeah. But there has not been anything for us on Sundays during the day. And it's like, cool. I ain't even tripping at people doing it now. Like I said, the only thing I would say is like, switch it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we intentionally, I think folks here always think of shit like competition and don't think yeah. of shit like long term. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you, I hate it. Yeah, if you make it a compet, like the thing about us Don't is like that. we ain't never been even amongst the three of us. Like we've never been in competition with each other. We've yeah. always been in competition with ourselves individually. So it's like when somebody like takes what you got going on and, and makes it a competition, then of course they're gonna emulate and like try to do what you're doing instead of just making it a thing about themselves. But I mean, I anybody listening to the shit, bro, like. Ain't nobody got Saturdays in the chokehold. Ain't nobody got these weekdays like that in the chokehold either. Do you? Yeah, nah, Do you? We yeah, got great. some shit coming. Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> like, great. like, we gonna keep going. We gonna keep going. But, and that's the thing, like, people be like, oh, they hate and they doing this, but why would we step up? Why would we step aside from what we doing to help you do your thing when we built our thing from scratch? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's blood, sweat, and tears in this. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't understand what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, our text messages and our, our like, we real brothers, like, on some yeah, real we shit. We fight like brothers. We, we fight like, and like we brothers. love like brothers. But, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, that's something, you know, the world would never see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When we step out as brothers, we going to give you our best at every event, at every, and anything we do. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's not a competition. Like, we three of the best. Like, not even, like, having the big head. Like, nah, it's fast. Like, when you put all three of us on one event, who else you got? Yeah. Not even being funny. Like, but, and there's some great guys here. Like, I mentor some great DJs here. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just like, Savannah, one of them cities, like, when they see something doing good, they're going to be like, Hey, I'm, we gonna do that. Doing that. We can do that. We, we gonna do that. Doing I can that. do that right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Savannah, one of those cities, like they they come to your event and be like, "Hey, man, promote my event." Yeah. No. <laughs> and it's funny. And, and then they look at it as hate, but when it's business, like, like you can't go to your job and say, "Hey, I'm about to put, I'm about to promote the competitor at your shit," right? And you're not gonna say nothing. Like it don't work like that. And you know what I'm saying? We just Savannah, we have that mentality, like. If it don't go our way, that person hating. That's not what it is. It's just business. You know what I'm saying? Like, I created business with these people downtown. Like, they love us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I know y'all be going to the club trying to come in. It ain't going to happen, player. <laughs> <Back door. laughs> they be trying to back door. It ain't going to happen, player. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look. The owner, the owner be texting me like, hey, you know this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and, that's how, and, and that's how that shit go. And it's funny. I had conversations <laughs> with Mod all the time about this shit. You know what I mean? Because, like, Mod, you know what I mean? What, what, what he doing, you know, niggas, he was talking about, bro, I did X, Y, and Z. And now this nigga trying to do the same shit I'm doing. I said, bro, look, at the end of the day, Niggas is built different. And y'all, boy, what y'all saying sound is that same thing as I told my, which is, to be honest with you, if I create some shit and you try to do what I'm doing, I want you to. Oh, yeah. Right? It's a lot of niggas make shoes. It's only one Nike. So go ahead. Do what you do. What you right. do. Create your shit. Do whatever you want to do. Have a ball. But until that shit is yours and you creating some shit that you want to create, nobody going to fuck See, but here's the thing, man. Like but people... People do that shit, but they don't have the vision. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They biting exactly. off what you got going on, but they don't even know what's next. What y'all got planned yeah, for next? Yeah, don't even know how it's mapped up. And then honestly, <laughs> also more so than vision, I think what kills a lot of people 
in anything, not just music and DJing and promoting, but consistency. Oh yeah, it's one thing to get started; it's another thing to stay consistent. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? And it's 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 easy to I ain't gonna say it's easy putting a party or putting an event or just doing any one thing like. It's going to have its challenges, and that's one thing. But when you talk about doing that same thing over and over and over, win, lose, or draw, that takes a lot of people off the board. You know what I'm saying? Like, being consistent <laughs> is the number one dream killer, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, once, you get, once you get in that mix and you really realize, like, what it takes, like, shit, podcasting niggas learned that shit. Like, yeah, go do it. And they will never be, yeah, go do it. Because once you realize every week, you got to be consistent, right? Oh, yeah. Consistency going to take you off the board. Yeah, you out next week. We got to do two this week. You know what I mean? Like, damn, I got to do. That shit get hard. That shit get real. Like you said, just being consistent every week. I know y'all ain't trying to DJ no club every night. I know, you know what I mean? Some Saturday nights you want to go home, kick your feet up. But, and that's the thing, like, man, guys come in there, shit, you want to DJ tonight? Here you go. I'm going to pay you out my pocket. Mm-hmm. Act, act John. Yeah, that's love. Hey, here that's you love. go, like. I, I don't give a fuck Like Cause I know if I need to DJ The whole night I can You know what I'm saying Like that shit ain't no issue That shit ain't never been an issue You know what I'm saying And like I, And CJ could attest to this I try to be the DJ That the older DJs Wasn't to us And that was That's our motto too Like If you good And I see you good And you putting forth the effort I'm so always you. look out You know what I'm saying Like We got hated on so bad And that's how we had to do it You know what I'm saying Like we kicked down so many doors because, like he said, the radios had this shit on lock. He the only radio DJ in the clubs in Savannah right now. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he don't mm-hmm. even, CJ don't even go to the clubs like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? If it ain't me or EJ or, you know, like a high life or somebody like that in Savannah, mm-hmm. ain't nobody else in the club. Mm-hmm. Ain't no ain't no other radio DJ in the club. Right. I think my boy BZ doing some things from time to time. Time to time, but. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he a good DJ, don't get me wrong, but it used to be a time where you couldn't even think about going to yeah, the club. You weren't headlining yeah. nothing if you, you weren't already headlining already. shit. Yeah. yeah, you weren't headlining shit. You know what I'm saying? But and, yeah. and that's the thing. You weren't headlining shit. Times has changed, you know what I'm saying? Like the motor, man, come on. So one thing that we've seen, we talk about consistency and we so for y'all, I kind of want to start at the top because we didn't get to that. So how did y'all actually meet and start DJing and realize y'all had similar interests and just some shit we want to do together? Like, where did that all come from? Because a lot of people don't know the story about how y'all linked up and, and became what y'all became. <laughs> well, we, we, yeah, we met in high school. I met in high school. We marched yeah. for beach. Yeah, we marched <laughs> in beach together. And then um, I met EJ in high school too. Matter of fact, both of them, I met both of them my senior year. Um, Ig, like me and Ig marched together at beach. And then um, EJ, EJ's sister was best friends with my girlfriend in 12th grade. And so that's how me and EJ ended up meeting. And I mean, honestly, like, but both, like, both relationships, like, bro, we just all clicked. Like, me and Ig, man, on, like, some high, high shit, bro. Like, I pulled in the parking lot at Beach one morning, and damn sure needed some gas. Like, a nigga gas light was on. That nigga Ig pulled up next to me. That nigga was like, hey, cuz, and did a little gesture for a nigga to roll down the window. <laughs> and I rolled down the window, and that nigga was like, hey, cuz, f- you need some gas? And I was like, what you mean? And he was like, you need your tank filled up? And I was like... Yeah, he was like, I feel a whole tank up right now, ten dollars. I was like, you bullshitting. He was like, no, it ain't. I was like, bet running. He was like, all right, bro, meet me right here after school. 
That damn show, bro. Me and that nigga went to the M Mart right there on goddamn Montgomery <laughs> Street. Yeah, it was back and that nigga, days, I gave that nigga ten dollars. That nigga filled my shit up and goddamn, I was like, shit, we locked in. And then goddamn, went back to the school for band practice. And I'm looking at this nigga like, bro, what you doing? That nigga was like, oh, y'all yeah, in the band too, cuz. Like, <laughs> 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 it was so funny though. Back in, the, I used to miss band practice now, right? So CJ was like, so I had a march for beach like. Three years, like, and I met CJ my senior year. Yeah, I'm talking about we'll be doing a band show now. I'm on the field. I don't know no drill. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the stupid nigga with the bass drum asking them the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yeah. like you know, band be by numbers, so you have to march. I'd be like, hey man. Where y'all turn at in the motherfucking drill? <laughs> <laughs> Niggas telling that nigga where to go. Yo, yo, yeah. but um, you know, we met like all us men in high school. And, you know, that transition from high school to college is an interesting time in anybody's life. But, like, you know, we all was cool, you know what I'm saying? And honestly, like, like we, I would say, like, EJ and Ig knew each other. But, I mean, like, we were just all hanging out separately. And I think, like, you know what I'm saying? I remember when Ig first started DJing. Ig, you was DJing with 3Ls. Yeah. Yeah, with Protocol. I ain't gonna lie, Protocol introduced me to DJing. I was just hosting, like, like, fuck it. But you know how that shit go. Like, yeah. yeah. He's still cool though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the three of us, like I said, we was always all cool. And I mean, I can't tell you like the definitive point that we just like the three of us became an official trio because we always was all just kind of hanging out anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I mean, from the time we did, you know, it just was up from there. I think where really well, we really real deal became like a trio, like both amongst ourselves and where like people recognize us as a trio was when the three of us all ended up moving in together uh, on Walls Drive up the street from Savannah State. Like that's why I think like, you know, the three of us like cemented ourselves as a trio. A lot of people knew us as a trio because you know what I'm saying? Like with us living together, you know, we was all, yeah. And I mean, honestly, bro, like, you know, like I said, also for the three of us individual, I feel like that's when we really started to become the best versions of ourselves as DJs. Because we were getting that shit. Like, I remember, I might, it could go one of two ways. I could be in the house and I'd be like, man, bro, I'm about to go and just start practicing. I might just plug my turntables <laughs> up and I might just start going in in the room, right? Because I'm uh, like, bro, I got to, I, I want to get better at this shit. I'm always trying to press the envelope. Either one or two things will happen. Either this nigga Ig would be sick of that shit and flip shit, the goddamn no. break on the, the house on my house. house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about MIB and that shit like three in the morning. Bro, go on in. Not mixing in his headphones. I'm talking about mixing on a big ass speaker, girl. I'm talking about CJ had a big. I'm talking about that shit was so big, bro. Bro, whole house was full of speakers, bro. I'm talking about my the whole house was full of speakers. About uh, on the work night now, I'm talking about this man here might be in that bitch. It's Tuesday. I'm talking Tuesday. <laughs> hey, don't let that nigga make it seem like I was blowing them because them oh, niggas used to blow me. I won't even get into the stories, but, but them niggas used to blow <laughs> me <laughs> so good. <laughs> listen, cause living with them niggas, man, boy, man, listen, man, boy, man, we was young. Man, I hated them niggas. We was young yeah, too, like, bro. Yeah, right, bro. But yeah, we everybody all immature. Everybody sick. Bro, like I mean, like bro, we used to irritate each other so much that there would be periods like where one of us would vanish from the house for like two weeks. Yeah, for two weeks. <laughs> like, we bro, stayed like, together for like three years though. Like right. three years. And we was in that shit like real down. So it would either be yeah, it would put the break on my ass or what would happen is we I would be in that shit mixing 
And one of them niggas be like, fuck that. And then them niggas will start mixing too. Yeah. From a whole nother room. From a whole on a whole nother room, set of speakers. Yeah. And then the whoever the third one would end up mixing on their shit from a whole nother room. So now we all mixing into each other from three separate rooms hey man, in the house. That's just how the documentary to me, nigga. That's just how that shit would go, though. I just wish, man, we took them times for granted, though, man. For real. Because we was young, man. We was in the house. Now, we wasn't in no apartment, bro. We probably was the only one. We was in the house. We was in the house, bro. I'm talking about. We were so young, we ain't never got the grass cut and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, our backyard, our backyard was terrible, uh, boy. We ain't never used our backyard, but the backyard was so big. We threw a house party before we threw, yeah. threw, yeah, threw man, a cookout. Man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, but, and I mean, we really was doing a wild ass shit in our house. I mean, I won't tell no stories now, nah, not in this cancel culture. Right. Yeah, hell no. climate, Please, please, do, do it on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, I won't tell no yeah, stories or none of that, but you know what I'm saying? But I would say, uh, I think living in Walls Drive, mm-hmm. you know, that was the time that, you know, kind of like made everything really like, or it really cemented everything. Like we was all, we was all real good friends, best friends, but I think living in Walls Drive is what made us brothers. We was all, you know, all about DJing, but I think it was living in Walls Drive that like made us all like, you know, put us on a trajectory to be the best versions of that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I also think, you know, it was also during that time period when we was living together, well, we ended up really getting real. That's where, that's where we really ended up kind of creating and crafting. We didn't realize it at the time, but that's where we ended up creating and crafting pretty much the the formula and blueprint that we've been following for the several several past years. You know what I'm saying? Like the three of us DJ, but you know, just as sure as the three of us have different personalities, you know, we play towards our differences. And you know, it's our differences. It's the fact that we embrace the fact that all three of us are different. That makes when the three of us bring collaborate on something, you know, it makes it hit all the more. You know what I'm saying? And all the way down to like being like, you know what? This club ain't fucking with you. This club ain't fucking with you. This club ain't fucking with me. We can't get none of these clubs to fuck with us. Going to Carolina cool. We ready to do some shit here. Fuck it. Let's just do a house party and do our own shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And also, you know, one thing that we've always been been on as far as we grown, we ain't never been ones to like press each other. Like, if Ig got a gig at this club, that's Ig shit. If me and EJ ain't got nothing going on that night, we're gonna be in there, we're gonna fuck with him. If he like, hey, get on the mic or turn, get on the turntables, that's one thing, but we wouldn't never own each other like, hey, let me take part of your shine. Let me, let me get, let me get yeah, on, let me get, nah, let me get a time. Like, that. if that was that man shit. That we ain't here supporting our dog. We ain't trying to be a part of the oh, shine. Man. You know what I'm saying? So I just think, like, you know, just to, to really bring it back to the question, I just think them three years on Walls Drive was, like, you know, what really cemented, like, of course, amongst us as a trio, but, like, to also the people, like, you know what I'm saying, the parties and shit, like, right. that's what really cemented that era. And, and going back, you know, backing up a little bit, even for EJ and Ig and myself, like, when we had that period where both of them, went into the military and they both left like i was gonna end up joining the navy too i just the week i was supposed to go uh get sworn in like i was supposed to get sworn in on a friday that wednesday gill who was the promotion director for e93 at the time called me and like was like hey we got an event in savannah state and i heard you was the person i need to have dj like i ain't never looked back but even with it like them boys is my brothers. And no matter what I did during their time gone, like we forever locked in. So anytime yeah. they came home, it was love. But we still, yeah, we still, yeah. Like you said, if, if, you know, if you go earlier in the pod, it kind of said it, you know what I mean? It, it might have went back kind of fast. It was like, we kind of knew he was going to be the one. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I like yeah. that in the camp, like, 
Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, most yeah. definitely. Like, man, we we knew CJ was like right. me. EJ was always the bullshitters. Like. It like DJ. It didn't come easy for me, but for them, like EJ, no music. Like yeah. I ain't gonna lie, EJ, EJ the one. I ain't gonna lie to three us. EJ the one who gonna put us put us put all on, on the new shit. Like EJ, no, like right, okay. so. Like if you listen to EJ, he 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 that motherfucker no music. Like yeah. <laughs> he'll be like, I don't know what his brain, the way his brain thinks, but he no music. Yeah. And and for for me, CJ was always the the business one, but CJ knew DJing like the techniques right. of DJing and. Yeah. And then music, like he CJ put some shit together, you'd be like, Man, this nigga, what the fuck this nigga about to do right now yeah. with this shit? Yeah. And you'd be like, All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck this nigga here about to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but for real, and like and for me, like I didn't know I knew how to mix, but I didn't know how to mix on radio. So CJ would be like, Hey man, this is how you do it, you know, for radio. Like it's yeah. different from the club. Like you can't do this. Like these are the unwritten rules for like Radio mixing, you know, rather than you know club, because club mixing is different from radio mixing. Like, yeah. for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's certain shit you can't do on the radio that you can do get away with in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Mm, nah, we'll leave that shit for them niggas to find out. Hey man, but I mean, it's I just, mean, it's also like people listening to it different, right? Like you got to think like. In the club, it's a different environment. Don't think of it from the DJ perspective. Think of it from the person listening to the music perspective, right? You. If you ride in the car, you 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 may have that job on just as like background noise. Yeah. It's got to do something interesting to catch your attention and make right, you turn right. it up and make you jam to it. As well with the club, you going in the club with the expectancy to jam and party anyway. You going to drink, you going to talk, you going to bullshit. But if the DJ ain't playing nothing you like over a 15-minute period, you going to be like, bro, like, man, this nigga suck. Like, let's go right. to the next spot. Yeah. So the way the way people listen to music in the club hmm. versus the way people listen to music on radio versus the way people listen to music when they by themselves is totally different. Mm -hmm. It's all different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. that's so kind of what it is. So for you, what kind of, because I know for me, right, and we talked about, we had niggas, uh, young niggas on the pod, and we told them about, it blew them boys' mind, we tell them about actually going to actually a stereo with a blank tape, recording, yeah. stopping it, waiting for another song you fucking with, and literally creating a mixtape of your own, right? Like that. And the boy like, what the fuck? That? Like, nah, that's real shit. Like, yeah. before we had Apple Playlist. Before LimeWire. Lime, before LimeWire. Napster, you know, all that Napster, shit. Yeah, yeah. before yeah. all that shit. We were sitting at a damn stereo creating tapes, right? And that was how important radio was. Like, oh, we yeah. sat down, it's a new record coming out by such and such playing at 6.05. At 6.05, we was there. Yeah. You know, and it's gone from that to, to radio shifting. And now, you know what I mean? People got Apple Music, you know, the music on your phone, midnight, Friday morning. You got whatever you want right there. You know what I'm saying? So for you, what kind of challenges has that created for you just as a DJ, as a program director, and all that kind of stuff? Like, what... Life for y'all. Um, so you know, just speaking transparently, I think that I do think that like radio is a, is political, mm -hmm. um, in the sense of like the way people handle it. But you know, even with that being said, I, I'll preface everything saying like I appreciate the flexibility that I have with you know iHeart and Savannah, mm -hmm. um, because they understand my relationship with the city, um, and so and and you know. Given the ratings over the past several years, it's working. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that you know, for radio, and I ain't even gonna give away all the juice. You know what I'm saying? But I will say, you know, for anybody 
in my opinion, programming a radio station. I think folks got to not be afraid to be different. And I think folks got to not be afraid to like, you got to play the game. Of course, you got to play politics because that's how you stay on the board. But also you can't be afraid or you can't allow yourself to become completely political. And I think that like as far as challenges, I don't think for me personally, and this is me personally, I don't think I've dealt with like any challenges in terms of the adjustment because, you know, when you look at like like the facts, the facts are like even with the changes in television, Internet, games, all of that stuff. Like radio is still the most listened to platform, whether people know that or not. Like ninety, I think it's the numbers ninety five. It's definitely in the nineties, but like ninety five percent of people listen to radio on a weekly basis, whether they realize it or not. Gotcha. Even if you get in the car and you just listen there for a second, um, right? You yes. go right. You on the way to the job, like you know what I'm saying. Like even if it's for thirty seconds, you gonna listen to the radio. Yeah. The other aspect with radio is. People still listen to radio. People just don't listen to radio the same way. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you may not wake up in the morning and tune into The Breakfast Club and listen to a whole episode of The Breakfast Club, Mm -hmm. but you may get on the iHeartRadio app and listen to the podcast version of The Breakfast Club at some point, or you may, right, not still the radio, or you may get on Instagram and catch a 30-second minute-long clip of what the fuck The Breakfast Club was talking about that morning. You still listening to radio You get what I'm saying So like The way people listen to radio Is different And then the third point I'll leave is like You know You right When it comes to the music aspect People can listen to Whatever songs They want to listen to Whenever they want to listen to And it's like Radio still wins Because The one thing radio offers That Pandora Apple Music Spotify All of that is Not in every city But in cities like this Is that attachment To the community Apple Music and Pandora can't tell you what's going on in the city. Yeah. Apple Music and Pandora and Spotify can't tell, can't have the discussion with you that everybody is talking about. They can't give you the ability to call in and sound off and voice your opinion. They can't tell you about Flage coming home to the city for a weekend and giving book bags and pumas to the school. They can't bring Flage in and have Flage in her own city talk about her four favorite songs off her latest project. You get what I'm saying? So those are the things that radio offers that all of those other platforms don't. And those are the things, in my opinion, that's going to always keep radio relevant. And like for me, like as we said earlier, bro, like all us grew up, we grew up in the era listening to radio. So like for me, that's kind of always been my thing like as i've grown in radio like man like keeping like that aspect keeping the things that that made me fall in love with radio alive because once again it's so political now you get what i'm saying and like it's been political right it's been political but i mean more than ever but i mean like more than ever like that shit is like more than ever you know what i'm saying like you gotta think like most radio stations big radio stations all owned by like these big or corporations. Uh-huh. All these people care about at the end of the day, really and truly, is and like money. the advertising and dollars and whatever advertising numbers they can generate and follows views and likes. You know what I'm saying? They don't yeah. care about that boots on the ground approach as much. Yeah. And it's like you know what I'm saying. If like I don't know when my day in radio is gonna come to an end, and I don't know who's gonna be the one to come behind and like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, make their mark on it, but. For the time being that I'm in it, if I can just, you know, inspire one or whoever that person may be to love radio or fall in love with the things of radio that I fell in love with, meaning seeing personality, I could go, I remember, bro, like, I could go and see 
all of the 94.1 to beat or all of the E93 jocks in the club getting wasted how we getting wasted yeah, yeah. and then turn around and go to like a community event in the park yeah. the next morning yeah. and see all of them out there yeah. you know what I'm saying caring about the community struggling because they hung over like I'm struggling because <laughs> yeah, I'm hung over yeah, yeah. but also giving back you know what I'm saying I could see yeah. right, bro all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, when big shit happening, when big shit happening in the city and happening in the community, you know what I'm saying? Seeing them people be a part of it and, and being able to, like, you, we ain't talking about the Kardashians today. We don't know them folks. We ain't talking about Chris Brown today. That man ain't never been here. We talking about something that pertaining to Savannah and using radio as a platform for that. Like, those are the things, you know what I'm saying, that I think in any city, not just Savannah, is what makes radio radio. Oh yeah, we used to get out of it. Yeah, all that job, bro, being able to pull up to the football games and broadcast live, pull up to the basketball game, bro. How many, how many championship teams we got out here? Being able to have a basketball team come and take over the radio, you know what I'm saying? Like those, like Bo Money said some real shit to me when you know after we had the anniversary concert, and he was like, bro, he was like, man, if 20 years ago, he was like, he was like, bro, I went through a lot of bullshit working here, and he was like, if 20 years ago somebody would have told me, no matter how bad you want to say fuck this shit. Don't because there's a little nigga in the crowd right now watching what the fuck you and your team doing. And in 20 years, this nigga is going to goddamn take what you got and take that shit that much further. And that nigga going to come bring you on stage and give you your flowers in front of the city. Like, don't let up. Like, he was like, bro, 20 years ago, I had no idea that this shit would happen. And he was like, not even from a you giving me my flowers standpoint, but just from all the shit I went through trying to build the station to see how you got it and how you've taken it that much further. So it's kind of the same thing. And like, you know, it, for me, it ain't even necessarily 100% about radio as much as it's, as it's always been 100% about the culture of Savannah. Like I've been telling niggas for years, Savannah is a gold mine. I've been telling niggas for years that like Savannah, yeah, I've been telling niggas and it's like, bro, I know. Tell them niggas stay asleep. Right, bro, it's like, bro, like, listen, I know we not Atlanta, but my real deal philosophy is we not supposed to be. Right. Like we not supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? And so like for Savannah, no different than any other city, like, you know, any poppin' city has radio, radio plays, a pivotal role in like that city, especially in big cultural moments in that city. You get what I'm saying? So like, you know, it's really just a thing like, you know, for me also, I just kind of feel like I got that middle child syndrome. Like I was black. I was the youngest coming behind like both on E93 with G, Kenya and all of them. And then both on the beat with like Lady Maha. I was the youngest coming behind all of them. Right. So like, once again, at this point in time, as of this exact moment, I don't know what the future for Savannah Radio holds, but all I know is in the present, I can just do my part and then hope that when the time comes, that next generation come on board, huh? Yeah, I mean, bro, I, I would like, I, I ain't gonna lie, I would like yeah, a like, protege. I don't know if, if, if they got it or not. Like, how, like would y'all feel like, 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 all right. We don't want like. We done try. We done try. The best thing we can do is give folks opportunities, and like I say that I say this, I'll I'll respond to that with a conversation that I had with Dice Law. One day I was in the mall, Savannah Mall, and I just randomly bumped into Dice. Now I knew known of Dice, of course, Mm -hmm. seeing Dice when we was in the club, and I was coming up. Mm -hmm. But like this was the first time, like I was a DJ. I had made a little name for myself. Me and Dice ended up hanging out in the mall. And, like, Dice said some shit that just has forever stuck with me. Dice was like, man, like, there was niggas at his time that he could have easily been like, this the next person, this who going to take over, right? Mm -hmm. 
but he was like, shit, I could I could stamp somebody, but what is that stamp going to mean if that person ain't working as hard as you working? Yeah. I stamp this person, but then you come out of the left. Yeah. Then it make it yeah. look like my stamp ain't worth shit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so and it's the same thing. Like we could stamp anybody. We could easily be like, yeah, this person, the next person. But it's ultimately a thing of like that person got to do the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's and the, the thing, man. People don't want to put in that work, man. That work we put, like, man. And look, man. That first house party we threw, we got flaked on the house, bro. Oh yeah, we had to we had to switch it we up. We had at to the last switch minute. the house, bro. Within yeah. the hour of the party. See. Within the hour of the party, we had to make something happen because we already had promoted this party, bro. We switched the address within the hour of the party, bro. And that shit still People was outside Before we even got there yeah. the, And this crazy. before Facebook on phones This before it's We might have had Twitter Did we have Twitter? All we had was Twitter All we I had, had was Twitter that's how, that's how people would know What parties was jumping When we first started Yeah And we had Facebook But you know you had to be On the laptop When yeah. you ain't had the mobile version Yeah you had it yeah You know what I'm saying? Shit, Twitter you, you was tweeting the text even Twitter there. was where Twitter Twitter was what made a made a break broke your party. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like for us, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. think Twitter worked like and also just let me piggyback for like all the, the the young folks who may be listening to this, like, man, like I take pride in being like 35. I take pride in like being in the generation that I'm from. And I could give a bunch of reasons, like niggas don't make it this far and all that shit. But as it pertains to the subject matter of DJing, I'm grateful that we came in the game the time we came in because it was so different. Like you had to be good. Yeah, you had to you be, had good. To be good, good, good. You could not fake that shit. Like now, a nigga could suck for four hours, you but he could play dreams and nightmares, or preach, or just one song that people know. He know people gonna turn up on. He can record that snap, post it on his social media, and he can look like the best DJ in the world, right? Yeah. Bro, we come from an era where if you suck. All people had was Twitter on their phones. And they would tweet about you. And they the would tweet about you. And then we <laughs> also come from a time where, like, niggas were recording themselves. Niggas weren't taking pictures of themselves. So if you had 200, 300, 400, 500 people, the Super Goose, you we got 2,000, 3,000 people about, in one about, room. 5,000 in one room. Yeah. Bro, like, when you got that many people in a room, ain't nobody. This is a time where people ain't recording themselves, capping like they having fun. Like, yeah. you got a real deal, make these people fun. up. Right, yeah. you got a real deal. You got to create moments, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I'm grateful for that because as that translates to the now, it's like when we do events, people can still record them snaps and all that and put that shit up, and that's cool. But also, when the phones is not snapping or recording, they still partying the whole way through. And and at at risk of sounding like the old nigga, like that's when I talk to the young boy. That's what I stress to them. Cause I tell them like the era that you know we all kind of you had to be good no matter what you were doing whether you was DJing you was throwing parties like if that shit wasn't it you was gonna know and it was gonna be hell to keep doing what you was doing like exactly. you had to be good people had to fuck with you you know what I'm saying and right. folks didn't just do it off the strength for like you said a, a five second clip on Instagram oh that shit look deep they ain't gonna tell you about how that little moment it was deep, but you suck as a DJ, so that shit cleared out. You know what I mean? Five minutes later, now it's empty. Yeah. You know I mean? You don't see that shit. So I think our generation in particular, you know what I mean, was really a generation that 
just really had to create. Like y'all said, y'all couldn't get in the club, so fuck it. We so go house it. parties. We gonna fuck make it. our own shit. Yeah, hell yeah. And then we y'all still like that. us. Yeah, y'all. And, and that's how we built our crowd. Like people was fucking with us at the time of house parties. Like yeah. so, it was more intimate. Like yeah. So like, if a motherfucker comes to a house party, you can't pay me to go to a house party now. But yeah, that shit ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck if that shit at a mansion. I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? But at them times, like. People came to have a good time. People didn't have any ill intentions. You know what I'm saying? For us, yeah. it was all about getting the ladies, having fun, and going home. Live another day. We, They know we're going to be back next Wednesday, so they're going to be like, damn, we had a good, we had a ball at that motherfucking that, party with one speaker. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, one speaker. It wasn't all this technology, yeah. bro. One speaker, the bro, wall, the wall. They, they, yeah. Our city CDs getting. Don't, man, we used to have a, a small little square with the list of songs we had, bro. Yeah, a piece of paper we yes, cut and we, wrote we all the, the track list to cut on and write the track list on CDs, bro. <laughs> Niggas had like three, four, five CD books. See, you know, yeah. so, and you had to know what song was on what CD because yeah. they wasn't all original CDs from that yeah. artist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't like now, shit. I could go in there and type in, and yeah. I could leave the DJ booth. I know where the song at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ain't like yeah. that now. You know what I'm saying? So you really had to DJ, and that's why I say, man, people don't understand the art, and that's what I fell in love with. I fell in love with the art of DJ, and I ain't fell in love with like me loading the song in Serato. You know what I'm saying? Am I? If my computer go down right now, I promise you I could burn CDs. Yeah, definitely. and we still grew up. You know what I'm saying? I'll be honest. The the moment, and again, niggas have been through parties, but the moment I really gained respect for DJs, right? You probably need to remember this shit. You DJ in the zone. Now I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. You from DJing at um rain, and I remember I was at DJ booth standing next to you, and you was like, "Hey, bruh," and you gave me the headphones. I put the headphones on. I'm listening to the headphones and doing this shit, pulling the shit off. Cause the shit playing through the headphones and what you're playing. And it's like two, three, four songs getting. I'm like, what the fuck this nigga doing? And he ain't got shit. I'm like, how the fuck this nigga? I'm like, hold on. So I took the headphones off and all that shit started running through. And then he started doing different shit with. I'm like, oh nah, that's tough. I'm like, nah, I could never do this shit. These niggas is special. Like this shit different. You know what I mean? Cause cause there's no way. But that you know CJ I mean? shit, I'm a two channel DJ. That nigga, they a four channel DJ. I try that shit every now and then. But that nigga DJ on four channels. Like he blending everything. He blending everything. Me, I try from you know, I'm I'm more of a, a, a battle stretch DJ, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that nigga, he he gonna stretch four channel. He gonna mix Anita Baker with some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Me, I'm like, I, I ain't. My brain don't think that that far ahead. So let me get it how I live. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, shifting gears a little bit, man. Perform a pocket, man. <laughs> a little bit about that, man. I'm ready for this, man. I'm ready. So. We 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 dotting our final eyes, crossing our final T's, and getting ready for a nice fall 2023 launch. Um, man, I'm excited for it for a variety of reasons. Um, one, it's definitely gonna change the game. Two, uh, it's gonna make a lot of people a lot of money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, you know, it's pretty much an app. Uh, no matter whether you a DJ, an artist, a band, um, even if you're not a, a performer per se, even if you like a person who does like public speaking, like it's pretty much an all-in-one platform where mm-hmm. people can send. Uh, requests, shout outs, questions, or whatever 
directly to your phone or laptop instead of walking up to you in the middle of your performance and, and, and talking to you. Um, if people like what you got going on and they want to book you, they can press a book me button and send you a request for a booking for an event instead of coming yeah. to the DJ booth, whatever. Um, if people want to connect with you on social media, all your social media handles right there at the press of a button. They ain't got to go to Instagram, then find you, then TikTok, then find you and so on. They just press the icon and they on your page. They press follow and then it's also got a uh, virtual tip jar. You know, mm. people don't carry cash like that no more, so folks can tip you virtually. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm excited, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we've been DJing 15 years and there's never been a platform like this. You know what I'm saying? And like I've been doing my research and I've seen like a handful of request based apps, but it's nothing at all out like the performer pocket. And so I'm just excited, you know what I'm saying, to drop it. I'm excited for all of the the stuff we got coming with it. Um and I'm excited just for like I'm excited to see people, you know, take it and use it. And also like really, you know, brand themselves, make extra bread. Like, you know, I got two endorsers right now. Who've also been beta testing it with me And um, like one of them I just was talking to them last week They told me how like you know They make like 40 to 60 dollars a day Extra in tips Using a virtual tip job You know what I'm saying So like it's it's just Yeah it's dope It's, it's dope man So you know that's pretty much what it is Um, You know pretty much It gives people the ability to Connect with performers Directly yeah. And to kind of go back To what I was talking about earlier Like you know When you think about music You can listen to what you want To listen to when you want to When it comes to movies You can watch what you want to watch When you want to watch it But when it comes to like Live music You don't have no control You at the will of the performer And like this app Gives you the ability To at least have like A hand on steering wheel You can send requests And influence the playlist You can connect with that That DJ or that artist Or that band directly You can book them You can tip them virtually um, and there are going to be so many other more features that we roll out. But um, like I said, we just at this point in the game, we just dotting our final I's, crossing our final T's. And, you know, we're going to launch uh, fall 2023 before homecoming. That's hard. That's yeah. hard. So, so it's a uh, subscription based. Yeah. So it'll be subscription based. So it's, it's a combination of things. So like uh, it's, it's subscription based that right now there are two plans. Um, one is free and the free plan just pretty much lets you you know, utilize the book me button and the social media aspect, like having all your social media handles in one span in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got the pocket plus plan, which is like nine ninety nine a month. Okay. But that's the one that gives you everything. Like you can take requests. People can send you requests, shout outs, all that shit. And it comes straight to your phone mm-hmm. or your laptop. People ain't got it. And like what I like about the, what I like about it, even for me using it is like, it makes it so much easier. Like imagine you in the club, right? Mm-hmm. DJ, DJ doing his thing. You in the VIP or whatever. You don't want to walk all the way to the DJ booth to say what you got to say to the DJ. You know what I'm saying? You just scan this QR code and it takes you right to the page and you can send a message that's going to come straight to that DJ. So let's say you don't even got a request. Let's say you just be like, hey, it's my partner's birthday. Send him a birthday shout out real quick. You scan that QR code, type that shit in. It's coming straight to that DJ's phone, laptop, and then boom. And you can tip, right, without leaving... Your spot. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah, without leaving where you at, you ain't gotta. You ain't even gotta leave your section. You can full out communicate directly with the DJ. Send what you need to send. Say Mm -hmm. what you need to say. And like I said, if you fucking with them, 
you know what? I got a party coming up. I want this nigga. It's a book me button right there. Boom. Hit that shit and you can send them. Oh, that's so hard. that way you can get a quote without leaving your seat. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm fucking with buddy. I want to follow him on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. All the icons follow right there. Me. You don't got to go <laughs> on here and look this for him. This nigga crazy with that shit. Yeah. Don't worry about wait. it. I'm testing it <laughs> in yeah. the next yeah. few months. I'm yeah. next. Yeah. <laughs> That nigga CJ be thinking about every nah, goddamn. That's hard. Yeah. That's some next shit. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga CJ, CJ probably had this shit in his pocket man. ten years man. ago. Man, so like, I, 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 what really sparked that shit off was like, like I had flirt with the idea before, but um, what really popped that off was back in April of this year. So let me back up. January of this year, I was already working on another app. Call it. That's my DJ app. I, that's what I was working on. Yeah. And um, shout out to Will, my partner, who uh has been designing the performer pocket. He works in tech. So back up, I'm DJing a prom in April, and the way they got the prom structured, like I'm on the stage. None of the people, nobody can come on the stage. But if somebody had a request, I had to come from behind the DJ booth, walk all the way to the front of the stage to get their request or hear what they was trying to say. After my, like, 14th time doing that <laughs> shit, I was over it. Yeah. Right, I was over it. So fast forward, the following week, me and my partner Will, we was out. And, like, Will Will is a beast, man. Like, Will has made, like, probably, like, 40-something apps at this mm. point, you know what I'm saying? Like, he loves tech shit. And so we was talking, and I was like, hey, bro, is there a way where we can create something where if people wanted to send me a request, that shit would come straight to my phone instead of them coming to the DJ booth? Yeah. And he was like, man, that's hella easy, bro. I'll have that shit for you tomorrow. Damn sure, the next day, I started getting a whole bunch of random notifications to my email. I'm like, hold up, hold up. He was like, bro, I told you I made this shit, so yeah. bet. So that following week, I had another prom, Willville Tompkins. Mm. I end up taking the the link to the page, attaching it to the QR code on this big retractable banner I have. And like, man, that shit went off without a hitch, bro. Like, yeah. people came to the DJ booth. I just pointed at the QR code. People were sending me requests. I would play them. By the end of the night, nobody was coming to the DJ booth. And like, a prom that was already rocking like here went like that much further because yeah. people was able to send me like, Good request. I was able to get that shit. I ain't had to have no conversations to break my flow. None of that shit. So then I was like, man, bro, like, what if we add this feature? What if we add this feature? What if we add this feature? And that's pretty much how it all came to be. And I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, man, like, shout out to shout out to Will. Cause one thing I like about Will, and I'm kind of on the same tip, like, I'm not a person who like is gonna put as much energy into talking about some shit yeah. as much as I am about like actually getting that shit done. Yeah, right. And you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck talking about it. I got ADD. I think about shit a million <laughs> times over. That's why I DJ on four channels. Yeah. Cause like I might be playing one song and I'm he like, like I think of like four different songs that could all mix with that yeah. shit. I and I end up playing three out yeah. of the three out of the four. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like I think about shit a hundred times over. So because my mind works like that, I'm always like, bro. All right, this shit sounds good in my head, but I'm not gonna get it out of my head until I actually do something towards it. Yeah. And Will is the same way. And so, like, we've essentially built this app and done like a year's amount of work in like three months. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the performer pocket. Like, once again, this was April, May. Oh yeah, when we first talked about this and started building it. And like, like I said, I've beta tested it through the roof. 
I got two endorsers who have been beta and testing it for me through the roof. And like, it's been nothing but great feedback. Nobody's had any problems yeah. from this platform. And so that's what I'm excited about, man. And I mean, honestly, bro, like there's so many things that we're going to end up doing that, you know, I kind of want to talk about right now, nah. but I just know I need to keep it to the chest. Yeah. But just know, yeah, just know Fuck like, yeah. you know, I've been, and honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like, I will say like, shout out to the folks. I know it's something because of the folks who ever approached me about investing in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if you willing to offer this much telling me yeah. about this, you know what I'm saying? But like, I just want to be smart. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything, fortunately, we blessed. So like everything up until this point has been out of pocket. We've been able to fund it ourselves. And then also, you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to Startup Runway. We just won the 10 grand yep. grant. Yeah. Yeah, nah. I know I'm worth it. Right. Yeah. Right. And bro, like once again, like bro, like yeah. once again, bro, like I got I got ADD, like real life. Like, bro, like I done had ADD since I've confirmed had ADD since I was in the fourth grade. Confirmed. And one thing I know about myself is that whenever I latch on to something, like yeah. mentally, and I find my mind is always moving on like Multiple things at a time. Yeah. So if ever there's a period and time where I find myself thinking about one thing in particular, I'm going to mull that shit over. I'm going to think about it every which way, poke holes in that shit and fine tune that shit. So that way, when I get to the point I'm ready to execute, it's up there yeah. and I already know how it's going to play out. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the situation with the performer pocket, man. And like, you know, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited to launch it. I'm excited for everybody. I'm excited for everybody who's going to use it because it's not once again it's not like this is something i made that's going to make me rich yeah. this is something i made that's going to make everybody who uses it rich Absolutely. you know what i'm saying like no and once again like if you a dj if you a band if you a yeah. co if you were no matter what you want yeah even if you but like for instance even with podcasts right let's 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 go out of the realm of performers let's say like a podcast if y'all ever decided you know what we're gonna do a live episode yeah. right and you use the performer pocket People can scan your QR code at your event. They can send y'all questions so y'all ain't got to pass no mic around. You can be like, shout out to so-and-so in the crowd who just sent this question. If them people want to follow you on every single platform, they can right yeah. then and there. If them boys fucking with y'all and they yeah. want to send y'all a tip or they want to try to book y'all for an appearance, they can. And there are other features coming on down, down the line. Like, for instance, we're going to do a merch button. So, like, if you selling merch, people can purchase merch from your page like it's so many that's ways hard. and that's one of, that's one of the things that's i'm really hard. excited about like like i said it's not a platform that's like going to make me rich and me alone and all of that shit like anybody who uses it is going to be able to make guap off of it and i know that because like i said one of the endorsers i just talked to told me a week two weeks ago she making 40 to 60 dollars a day off of tips she yeah. djs at the uh weston in hilton head yeah and she uses that shit and people sending her 40 to 60 dollars a day she yeah. at that shit five days a week you know what i'm saying so it's like this app is gonna make so many people money and the last thing i'll leave off on it is is i've already thought about the whole first 10 years of how i want to grow it yeah. i thought about how i want year one to look and i thought about how i want year 10 to look yeah and how i want the platform to look in year 10 for all the folks who, because I know it's going to be folks who going to say it. When we launch this app, it's not going to be an app that you got to go immediately to the I iPhone store or the Android store and download. And that's because of the simplicity of it. 
if I told you that to be able to interact with a DJ at a party, you got to download this app, create a login, and do all this unnecessary shit. You're going to be over that shit. Right now, <laughs> this shit is easy. This shit is just simply a web page. You go and you scan the QR code, and it takes you to that person's page, and you can interact right. Yeah. And the beautiful thing that I've learned from me personally beta, beta testing it is whenever people scan my QR code, they save that page. Think about if you go on your internet browser right now, you don't got just one internet browser page. Right. You got multiple. I so got people hold on. Hub, I got tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, bro, like, there'll be days, days where, like, <laughs> it might be like eight in the morning and somebody's sending me a random request, like, bro, I ain't yeah. DJing shit right now. Right. But that shows me that people are still holding on to the page. And so, yeah. like, it's dope because for anybody in the performance industry, like, right now, now, as of 2023, there are currently 1.3 million people who are all employed performers to some degree, all getting paid to perform to some degree. And that percentage, that number has increased by 4% every year for the past three years. So it's just like, imagine what that year means, what that number means for 10 years from now, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, my first, my first leg of it is just about getting performance hip to it and just changing the way performances happen. Like in the next year's time, I kind of want it to be to the point where like, if you go somewhere, whether it's a DJ performing or a band or a singer, you looking for that person QR code so you can connect to their page. If they ain't got no QR code, you looking at them like they are amateur. Like, yeah. bro, how you ain't got no performer pocket yeah. page? You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't want to connect with you, but I don't want to talk to you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, then, <laughs> sometimes like, I be using Cash, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, show a little, yeah. I be using that app for all the wrong reasons. You should be everything. Yeah. You hit the button and it's big and I could, you know, coincide with your app. It was. Yeah, yeah. And I think what's hard about it, too, is I remember going to the um Little Baby and the Chris Brown show back in, in September of last year. And there's a portion of the show where Chris Brown got the crowd voting on what song they want to play so just hearing that the way my mind honestly works. that's one of the things i'm excited about so yeah. we got this feature that we're going to end up doing it'll be the top of next year mm -hmm. but we got this thing that we're going to do called pocket watcher concerts mm -hmm. where we'll get an artist that's got like 15 to 20 hits mm -hmm. and pretty much their whole set list is determined by the crowd that's in attendance so you got that qr code on the screen and everybody who's in attendance you can scan that qr code you can send your request and in real time you can watch the artist scroll i mean i'm talking about let's get like bro let's 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 get an artist like let's say an yeah. artist like a like a ludicrous yeah somebody got like nelly somebody who got hits. like 15 to 20 hits and they like hmm you know what let's do this one right here yeah. Boom And you know what I'm saying So like That's something that we gonna do It's so many things That we gonna do Once we officially launch And like I said Right now We just I mean the app Is, is pretty much ready to go We just iron out Our final Like I said Crossing our final T's Dotting our final I's Because We've already had Close to 2,000 people Attempt to try to sign up On the website mm. Right and it's like, that's prior to us launching, which is a great sign. Yeah. But my mindset is like, look, I know how I am. I'm going to stew over some shit. I'm going to poke holes in it. I'm going to fine tune it some more. And then I'm going to poke more holes in it. And I just want to make sure that when we release the first version, you know, we release the best possible version because my mindset also is I want to take the Netflix approach with Performer Pocket, meaning 
I know I have a billion dollar idea and much no different than us doing Rhythm and Brunch or anything else that we've done in Savannah. I know that once this platform drops, there's going to be numerous people who copy it. So my mindset is take the Netflix approach by once we officially drop, being so on point and making sure that we just really cement ourselves out the gate that it doesn't matter Hulu, Prime, Max, who comes behind Performer Pocket we're going to always be a part of the discussion because of how we came out the gate. We were here first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's already documented in records. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, and also for anybody who's wondering, like we fully trademarked, all our legal shit is in order. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. all of that shit is in order. Because niggas so, be stealing. Because folks be stealing. <laughs> like, so please don't do none of that. I will right. see your hey, ass. Be nobody black. Though. Right. I will I see your ass and then spend the royalties on the performer pocket. So like, don't, do that Absolutely. like don't do that but you know what i'm saying like you know we all fully trademarked and like that's that's pretty much like the game plan man you know i said i said this shit in twitter on twitter i don't know the date but if anybody scrolls through my twitter they'll find it bro like you know what i'm saying like i said bro like i'm not gonna leave earth until like all my people straight all my people rich too and like bro. you know what i'm saying like that's just what it is man and like you know the performer pocket man i just i'm excited bro because you know what I'm saying it's not something I'm excited no different than the than the the, the 94.1 to be anniversary I was excited because of what it was what it meant to the city but I was also excited cuz I'm a part of it and that's the same feeling I have with the performer pocket like I'm excited for like that I'm a part of it but I'm also excited for like what it's going to do and how it's going to impact the way people Man. deal with live Situations in general Just the way my mind working We'll get off Because I ain't trying to give out Too many ideas for, for your shit But I'm just thinking about like The versus battles Back during COVID And you I remember when Manny Fresh Battled uh, Scott Storch right yeah. And Manny yeah. playing shit And we like Bro like that's cool to us But I ain't gonna put you where it's at So I'm thinking about An app like that where well, Manny can, can see what and nigga say, no nigga play project bitch cut that shit off you know what I mean like yeah. and he can actually see it like it's like yo that's hard because like the possibilities in that kind of space is endless it's endless and, and and it's funny because them type of ideas it's always the simplest of things right like these are things you do every day like you go to a party yeah. go to a DJ you got ten dollars on your a bro play this. Yo, hell being, no. Man, just, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, a nigga eager to take your money and not play it. Man, I remember being in Charlotte. I, I remember being in Charlotte, um, walking all the way to a DJ booth, get a nigga $20 to play Dreams and Nightmares. Yeah. I, I want to hear that. I'm like, bro, I need Dreams and Nightmares, bro. Just give me time to go from here back to our section. Like, so you see me, you can just drop that shit. He said, all right, cool. Where you from? From Savannah. All right, but I'm going to shout y'all out. Shit, say less. But I remember that. So you telling right. me. Of uh, six years later, it was about to be an app where I didn't have to spin a dub. I could just got down send that shit uh, to him. Yeah, and uh, if you wanted to tip him, you could stay in your section. Yeah. You and this man ain't never got to talk face to face. You know what I'm saying? Like shout out, shout out to my wife, man, because my wife uh, gave me this this right here that kind of I think really helped me with the pitch competition. But you know, our biggest, the performer pockets biggest competitor. Like there are big, there are apps that you know deal with taking requests. Um, there's an app particularly uh, somewhere in Europe um, where like they pretty much like people can send you requests, but they got to pay. And if your request gets played, then they the money is released and all that shit. People in America not paying for that shit. Right. Yeah. But shout out to my wife, man. Like Lala said some shit when I was putting together my pitch that was real deal. And she was like, our biggest competitor 
isn't other apps. Our biggest competitor is just inaction. Damn. Like, there are no platforms. Once again, bro, as I said earlier, currently, as of 2023, there are 1.3 million people getting paid to perform in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, like, as big as, like, a Beyonce or Drake or, like, as small as the person performing at Barrel House or or whatever the case may be. Somebody on the corner. It's 1.3 million people in America alone that is getting paid to perform in some aspect, yet there's no app. That does the things the performer pocket does. Mm-hmm. And like, okay. that's why I'm so excited for this shit. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm so excited. And like, I'm also excited because I've been using this motherfucker since May. Right. <laughs> so like, I know in real time, in the past several months, I've gained close to 400 followers from using this shit. In the past two to three months, I've gained like maybe like close to 250 in tips. Like the interaction with requests has been crazy, and like I said, what I know is when people scan my QR code and they and they fuck with my page, they not just on my page at the event; they at my page well after the event after because the I might get some random next. requests right. like eight in the morning. I might be on the radio and people sending me requests through the performer pocket, right. like that shit supposed to come to me on the radio. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's like if this if I'm me specifically i'm having this type of success then what's that what is it gonna mean with like one my team using that shit like yeah. this nigga it be turning up octane every weekend you know what i'm saying ejb got them everywhere you know like what is it gonna mean when they using it what is it gonna mean when other djs using it what is it gonna mean when people who ain't djs if you a band if you a singer what is it gonna mean when people who aren't djs like i said if you just a person who deals in public speaking Imagine you being able to utilize this shit in real time. Like, we ain't got to go and pass y'all no microphone. Just scan our QR code, and you can send us whatever question. You can follow all of... You ain't got to go to Instagram specifically and then type us in and follow us. Then go to Facebook and type us in and follow us. You can go to our page, click any one of them icons, and you instantly on our page. You press follow, you press back, and you back on our page. You know what I'm saying? And then the last thing I'm going to leave with the Performer Pocket that I'm also excited about is a lot of people don't necessarily ever one invest in branding materials for themselves and then two know how to brand themselves and in addition to the performer pocket as an app we also have what we call the pocket shop where we produce materials that has your qr code on it for you so we print and produce retractable banners for you signs qr codes a laptop skin with your logo and your qr code so when you go to events and perform you already got your QR code on some shit. People ain't got to go through the loops and bounce. Like, think about it. If y'all went to a restaurant downtown right now and there was somebody in there, they're going to have a guitar, a microphone, a speaker, and nothing with their name on it, nothing branding yeah. them, or none of that shit. We produce the shit that you need that has your logo, your name, your QR code, and all of that shit in-house. So not only are you able to use the, the performer pocket with us, mm-hmm. but you able to get something as simple as like, 250, 500, 1,000 QR cards. Cards has got your picture and logo on one side and your QR code on the other side or a retractable banner, a laptop scan. So, like, you know, we actually helping performers get the shit necessary to brand themselves too. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's a big thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, all in all, bro, like, I'm just really excited. Like I said, not just for, like, what it's going to do for me in my life, but for all the people that that shit going to help. Because... 
That shit gonna help a lot of people. Yeah. That shit gonna help that's a crazy. lot of people. Hell yeah, there's a lot of trash ass niggas out here that's gonna need that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell that nigga what to play. Yeah, yeah. Tell that nigga what to play. <laughs> Please spend that nine dollars and we gonna Please. tell that nigga what to play. Tell we him gonna to turn that shit off. <laughs> turn that's that. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna send messages. Turn that shit off. I'm telling you. I don't even gonna tell you what to play. Let's cut that on, nigga. That ain't working. <laughs> yeah. I'm that telling you, you running yeah. everybody out of here, yeah, nigga. Everybody look. <laughs> pack when you got here. Cut that shit out. Baldo side out. That's hard. Like I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I can't wait to see how that shit. Cause, cause yeah, too, nigga man. like me, I just love good ideas. So that shit that just blew my mind for the last <laughs> fifteen. Like my mind started like, yo, you know, she could do this, 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 this. Like, right. nah, that, that's crazy. Like, yeah, I'm man, I'm excited. Prostitutes gonna be using it too. Oh shit. Hey man, honestly, bro, whoever can use it. I mean, honestly, bro, but I mean, it is an all in one platform. Like, it is all in one platform. You can book, you can follow all her social media, you can virtually tip her, and you can send her requests, questions, shout out, whatever you need without ever talking to her in person. Scan her QR code. Never meet her. Yeah. I mean, like, bro, like, think about it like this. You know, somebody. She's a live performer. Yeah, she's a live performer. She's a live performer. She Come get her now. QR code on her ass. Yep. We're going to get it. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to let Bo do it too. Watch. <laughs> I'm going to find somebody. Shout out to I'm going to say, hey, Bo, we're going to get somebody to get pocket performer. We're going we gonna to tattoo that QR code on their ass and they're going to get paid live in the club. That's hard. That way they ain't got to share their tips. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Come on, man! I'm thinking. I'm thinking ahead. He gonna tattoo. You could just get a sticker. Nah, we gonna tattoo. <laughs> Which, make it real. We, make it real, real, we got stickers in the pocket shop too. Nah, we gonna yeah. tattoo that one. Real. You, you real tat that on that ass. Yeah, shit. Trying to get some money. Hey, man, hey, like, uh, like being, like being for Savannah, like kind of seeing you kind of grow up, like through the DJ shit, and just knowing you. You know what I mean? Being around and like your folks and like, you know what I mean? How do you stay like so close to like the streets and like, cause you kind of like the street DJ. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah. He, he, he the hoodest out of the three of us. Yeah. 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 You can tell when certain people come in there. Man, that Ig, that nigga Ig has cussed so many crowds out. That's not fair. The last time I went to Octane, that nigga cussed niggas out. And the thing about Ig, bros, this nigga will tell niggas to like get the fuck out the club. Nah, it's time to go. You know it's time to go. And that shit will still niggas will be insulted, yeah. but still not move. Yeah, right. yeah. But it's, it's for me, it's all about keeping that balance. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, you ain't got to be the hood is the toughest and all that shit. But just from day one, I. I just been me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't try to be nobody else. I ain't try to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all, we got this thing, you know what I'm saying? Know your role and stay within your role. You know what I'm saying? That shit ain't nothing. And, like, when people say that, people think you can't e- expand. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, that don't mean you can't expand. It's just knowing who you are. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. so many people try to cross over and do all these crazy-ass Things that ain't me, you know what I'm saying? I know who I am. I know where I go. Like even when before, like I got in Octane, I I told him I was like, look, bro, this is my crowd. This is the type of money they're gonna bring you. That's just what it is. You gonna have to deal with security. You gonna have to deal with certain other shit. But at the end of the day, it's gonna be a good time. That that dumb shit that shit happen every now and then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ain't because nowadays people won't go to the club looking for dumb shit. Yeah, you know we don't even saying? have fights and shit. Like, like we don't even shit. have fights. And for me, I, I know my age. Like, I'm 35. Like, I know what 
I like You know what I'm saying And I don't try to play For the younger Like me I ain't gonna lie to you I tell them motherfuckers When I get they look This is how it's gonna be I play for my crowd If you don't like it Get the fuck out You know what I'm saying Like I can play for your crowd But this ain't the place for it You know what I'm saying Like I try to keep it Exclusive to us Because We don't have no place to go You know what I'm saying Kids in Savannah They ruin everything You know what I'm saying Like Shit, grown folks too, though. Yeah, yeah. They I, do. Want, I yeah. won't even put it all on the kids, bro. Grown folks too, because it yeah. was twenty one plus in Daiquiri when that shit got shut down. Yeah, but That's they right. were they were kid like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Grown ass kids. Yeah, grown ass kids. But like, you know what I'm saying? It's just me being myself, like knowing who I am, and then playing my role, like, and knowing who I cater to. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what make us great. We all cater to three different crowds. Yeah. yeah, we not and all we bring, appealing to the same one. We and we bring different. and when we bring our crowds together, that shit a movie, man. Because at the end of the day, you got these three different crowds, but you want to hear what I play. Right. You want to hear who CJ catered to, and you want to hear who EJ yeah. catered to. So at the end of the day, we just put that shit in the pot and we just stir it. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? And we on and it works for us. You know what I'm saying? And like he said, like. Ain't no one person bigger than the other in this group. You know what I'm saying? It's just like we 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 love each other. We gonna look out for each other. Ain't like no animosity towards shit. Like it done been shit CJ went through. I done cussed out the whole fucking radio station. You know what I'm saying? On Twitter. Like they don't call this man like man, tell you to get Bro, on Twitter. When I love when I love E ninety three, that <laughs> man Ig really? had them folks like <laughs> I'm talking about corporate, hitting my huh? shit up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like hitting yeah. my shit up like hey, really? listen, like can you tell your boy to calm down? Like between Ig cussing folks out and then the folks with the petition, yeah. folks was like, Hey, listen, can you like, you know, talk to your people? No. Yeah. All of that good jack. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I can't. No. Yeah, they like know Sean, that. Yeah. It was too late then, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, no, nah, we gonna give you hell. And then the day he announced he was on 94, oh, it was hell. It was hell to pay, you know what I'm saying? And to this day, like, not even being like no fucking hater, like, that shit ain't been the same over there since he left. Yeah. Come on. And he ain't even want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Good shot for that. <laughs> Good shot for that. <laughs> it, it ain't the same. It ain't the same. It ain't, it ain't, like it ain't the same. You ain't gotta say it. I'm gonna say the shit. We'll you know say what I'm saying? We'll say I'm gonna say it. I'm pouring some more deli on. But my dog ain't gonna brag. But that's what I'm here for. Yeah. My nigga had the number one book over there. Right. He had the number one book. Went to ninety four in that same time slot and switched the book. Different times, <laughs> different times. I was doing nights over there afternoons, but I mean, I will say this, bro. Like, you know, what I'm saying, just the one, like, I don't never take. It's a lot of shit I don't never take to heart. You know, what I'm saying, and it, it to the point. It's two things in particular. Like, one, I never take like that radio shit to heart because right. I know that at the end of the day, whether it's E93 or 94, like I nor nobody, none of my people own any of that shit, and right. the people that do own that shit. They care about things more than the city of Savannah. Not the people who are employed in management and leadership. Not right. those people, but the people who own realistically right. thinking. Right. Like the yeah. people who own those things, they don't really care about the culture of Savannah. Savannah small compared to other markets. You know what I'm saying? Right. The other thing is like I never, I never really, I appreciate any love that I receive, but I never say any love that I received to heart because yeah. there have been numerous times in my life where like people fuck with me and then they didn't, you know, when we first came into the game, nobody fucked with us. Like, as I said, we was DJing in Carolina, 
before we got to play anywhere in Savannah and we born and raised here. Right. And it was like when we went in here, nobody was fucking with us. When we did get here, everybody was fucking with us. When I was on E93, everybody was fucking with me. Yep. When I wasn't on E93, nobody was fucking with me. Yeah. When I got on the beat, everybody was fucking with me again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's kind of like, it's because of those, those things that like, man, like, bro, like I never take any of that shit to heart like it's the for me for for somebody's opinion to get under my skin it's got to be somebody whose opinion i value and you know what i'm saying and to be real like it's only like a handful (laughs) of people whose opinions like i value to that level you get what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying like once again like with ej and ig they're my brothers man like we've been brothers for forever there are times when we love each other there are times when we can't stand each other. You know what I'm saying? But one thing also I love about our dynamic is we real brothers. I feel like whenever there are issues where we don't agree with each other, nobody outside of the three of us know that shit. Hell no. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, and that's, that's a lost art. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I feel that's like... That's how it should be. That's how it should be. You get what I'm saying? So, like... you loss. Right. And I mean, and, and, and honestly, man, like, bro, like, you know, just being real, man, like, I'm very, very grateful for, like, my life as a whole... But definitely like my career because when I come when I, I back up and say like consistency kills a lot of people, you know what I'm saying. So to be able to sit here and say like, you know, for the past 15 years, like one, I've had a stellar career. Two, I'm just reaching my halfway point. I'm not even where I need to right. be. Three, I'm still in this shit with the same niggas I started this shit with yeah. because a lot of niggas can't say that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot of folks, right, a lot of folks fall, a lot of folks switch up. Yeah, ain't gonna stop you, CJ. I'm, I'm gonna tell you where you got off your high horse and I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, let me tell you, you saying I first met CJ? What's that? Man, was a long time I was in high school. Yeah. Same year. Oh. Matter of fact, when I said EJ's sister was yeah. best friends with my girlfriend at the time, yeah. my girlfriend was this nigga's oh. little sister. Fuck you got going on. <laughs> what is yeah, all right, no, that went. And CJ came out me for a little minute, this, this, and that. I'm like. Could be like, hey man, bro. Yeah. I don't want nobody else in here to not here. Be like, um, yeah, I'm gonna be like, bro. I don't want to do that shit, but I'm gonna but do that he, shit for him. You know what I'm saying? And that's just one of the things we got. Like, yeah, and it's funny because I know I've been in clubs that y'all at, whether it be the brunch, whether it be whatever, right? And I remember being in that spot, like, bro, like y'all, the niggas in there. I was just like, y'all don't really know how big it is to have. These three boys in this shit together, at the same time, at the same time DJing like y'all really <laughs> y'all just vibing like I think that was um St Patrick's Day oh yeah that was that yeah. Sunday right I mean we had a section I mean I walked in 
I was like, God damn, like this shit. Well, we walked well, back the in the floor frozen. was buckling in the yeah. motherfucker, yeah. bro. Like, well, we walked back in the frozen. Like, God damn, I had to calm shit. that shit down because niggas was about to cave in damn. through the second yeah. floor, bro. That shit was yeah. crazy. The second floor felt like a trampoline, yeah, bro. Like, yeah, that shit was crazy. And we up on there. I, I felt the section moving. I'm like, <laughs> oh nah, this shit hit different. But I'm looking out and I see. I'm like, bro, like y'all don't really understand how hard it is for these for them boys to be together in this spot, knowing where they came from. Yeah. Seeing y'all grinding for you know what I mean for me seeing y'all grinding for ten plus years y'all grinding for yeah. longer than that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like it was always dope always hard and like a testament to yeah. like what it looks like when shit is authentic like right. when you really y'all boys ain't rocking each other because of what you could do for him what he could do for you oh no you know what I mean that ain't, ain't got nothing to do that. with that without that you take all that shit away. You know what I mean? Y'all still be homeboys. Y'all still oh yeah, be yeah. Like bro, you know I tell mean? niggas all the time. Like man, like you know, bro, like one, like I always, and, and I say this shit. I say this shit a lot of times. That my nigga said, man, shout out my nigga Chevy said. But like, bro, I equate us. I equate sure. us right to the motherfucking Avengers in the yep. sense of like. Iron Man gonna have his solo adventures. Yep. Captain America gonna have his solo adventures. Thor gonna have his solo adventures. Black Panther gonna have his solo adventures, and so on and so forth. But then the boys gonna have times where they all come together yep. to do some big shit, and that's exactly what it is with us. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna have my solo adventures. He gonna have his solo adventures. Even tonight, EJ was gonna be here with us, but EJ yeah. got his solo adventure. You know right, what I'm saying? Absolutely. But when we come together, it's a big thing. And then you know, also one thing I love about my relationship with EJ and Ig is like we've been boys forever. And like fast forward once again, we all been boys since high school, right? Right. We graduated in 2006. It's 2023. We are all as individuals. In different places in life You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. But we don't take how different Our individual places are As like contention in our relationship right. I know I'm over here Ig know he over here EJ know he over here But that don't got shit to do With us being boys right. And even more so That don't got shit to do With how we operate yeah. On some business shit You know yeah. what I'm saying yeah. Like we've been boys forever And like that's That's like to me that's authentic friendship because a lot of people can't say that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a lot of people can't. A lot of people can't say that shit. You know what? You know what? A lot of that comes from. You know what I mean? I think that is like that's kind of almost like a slam. And we kind of like that. Even you know, I talked to Miles about that same time. It's like for us, whatever we come up with, that's we 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 just kind of like yeah. We'll let people in. We'll you cool and all that, but. Fuck that! I ain't letting that. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, right. Other places, they'll probably be more. Hey, hey, this my homeboy. Nah, man, I know when I first. You be like straight. Yeah, I. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us are like. I know. I know when I first got Jordan Sutton, that was my biggest shit. Like, cause niggas joke. Like they'll tell you, I be on that whole like I'm funny, not friendly shit. Like, and they think it's a joke, but it's real. Like. When I first went, bro, I don't know y'all, but we got women in class with you, cuz. I don't mm-hmm. know you for real. Like, when these yeah. boys come up from the city, like, these, you know what I mean? These my people. I don't know you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's so, the thing about Savannah, though, man. I, I feel like I'm one of Savannah's sons. Like, man, all, yeah, all sure. the OG protect me, like, from myself yeah. in most yeah. instances. Like, yeah, that's because half Savannah, your cousins. Well, yeah, my yeah, dad. Yeah, nah, that's a fact. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I promise you, boy, I have at least yeah. one nigga L month 
and come up to me and be like, boy, yeah, you good friends with my cousin. I'm be like, who your cousin is? Isaiah, Ben, <laughs> DJ yep. Ignit. Yep. Hey, man. Like, oh, oh shit. Right, well, I guess like, he cousin's too, shit. Well, Savannah son, you Savannah cousin, nigga. Hey, that was man. Good, nigga. I'm like Chuck Weezy then, shit. shit. But <laughs> I just like, like I say, I just like, I love the city. Like, I, I've stayed all over the world. Like, yeah. can't nobody tell me ain't no city like Savannah. Like, yeah. none. Like, people go out of town for a weekend, but you don't live there. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, I'm one of the few niggas from Savannah that actually lived in Dubai. That yeah. shit boring. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 crazy on snap. Like, every Shout out military, Mike. Yeah. All the chains. Yeah. <laughs> all the chains. Hey, that nigga bought every piece of gold in Dubai. That's the only thing that brought it back, nigga. Yeah. Brought it back to the Pope. That shit, that shit ain't uh, what it looked like, though. Because right. you don't hear. I've, I've got the chance to DJ over there. I've right. I've gotten the chance to do everything. Shout like, out military Mike. Oh, yeah, military Mike. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nigga was telling people the name of military Mike. Hey, look. Them niggas know. Hey, look, but. Again, man, ain't nothing like Savannah. Mm. Uh, ain't nothing like being here. We different. And again, like we always say, every artist that's on right now, before they got popular, guess what they had to come through? Or, got to. Young Thug was at American Legion. Come on. <laughs> Stoner. Yeah. Come on, Come on huh? Oh, you know you shit. Yeah. Yeah. Little baby. Everybody, everybody. Island Breeze. G, I remember we had Jeezy at, we had Jeezy at a, a, um, remember we had him like one homecoming at Savannah yeah. State yeah. before he got big. Before he got big. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember some niggas who was laughing because they said that nigga Jeezy took a shit in Deja Groove. Yeah, yeah. come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, like, but that nigga Jeezy took a shit in Deja. Come on, like all these people got to come through here. Like Savannah don't, Understand, we don't understand, you like, don't understand our worth. Our yeah. worth, right. like, we think you know what I'm saying, like, oh, let's go to a bigger city, or let's, like, well, everybody really running, yeah, let's, let's, well, everybody hey, you, know you know, what one thing I will say about that though, that I appreciate in recent years over previous years, I feel like you know, it kind of go back to the last time I was here with VP yeah. and we were talking about how like Savannah's kind of having a renaissance, right? Mm -hmm. Right, like. There was a period where, like, people felt like, I got to get out of the pot. It's a trap. And people would leave the shit, and they yeah. would never, ever come back or never, right. ever take what they've learned and brought it, bring it back. One thing I appreciate, and I just got to, I'm always about giving people their flowers. One thing I appreciate over recent years versus previous years is that people who have left the city and found success for themselves outside of the city mm -hmm. haven't been afraid to come back and bring something back to the city. Like, I got to say, shout out to Maude. Like, Maude hit me the other day about bringing, like, his ice cream with dads yeah. to the city. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, those are the things, in my opinion, that's going to, like, those of us who are still here, whether we, like, like fans like myself, I'm here, but I'm not here. I'm out of town just as much as I'm in town. Right. But those of us or those from Savannah who have left this motherfucker found success elsewhere but still don't find it robbery to come back and sow something into the city mm -hmm. that's the shit that makes the city totally move you know yeah. what i'm saying whether it's mod whether it's jada yeah, whether right. it's flage yeah, like right. whomever it is like it's Andrew, one thing yeah. to be gone yeah. it's another thing to be gone and stay gone yeah. you know what i'm saying and i feel like that's the difference those people are the difference between the people who left the city and found success but want to see the city win versus the people who is like, this shit is a trap. 
left and don't come back or only come back to rub in the city's face how much more like, successful like have, yeah. they've been since they left. Half of them like, motherfuckers ain't really successful, really. They just be on Instagram. Man, and I'm going to be honest. A lot of entertainment shit is smoking mirrors. Oh, yeah. That shit is like... Yeah. I can believe it. That's fact. Yeah, that shit ain't what it is. Like, your likes don't impress me. Nah. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it is that real. shit don't do nothing for me, bro. Yeah. Like, that shit don't do nothing for me. Sorry. Yeah, and I think it was hard, even like to piggyback off what you said. Like, Sun, this past Sunday, there was three different back to school drives from folks from dope. Savannah who left Fallon Sets, came back. Jada came had her. Fly J had her. And shout out to Warren. Warren played for Georgia right now, yeah. two time yeah. national champion. Came shit. back. And Anthony Linnell? Yeah, yeah. and do one. You know what yeah. I mean? Nolan came back, did a camp a few, you know, few weeks back. Like, it's hard and it's dope to see. That being sown because that will really put that battery that's in the back right. of that next generation. Like right. that's where it come from. You know, we didn't necessarily really had it. Hell we, no. We, 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 we had man. to sow our own seeds. Them niggas like, that played for beaches no matter how was smoking weed, all type <laughs> of shit, man. They could have been raw as a motherfucker. See? And you a national champion though. Hey man. Oh no, well, he is a state champ for sure. State champion. Oh, state champ for sure. My bad. I just knew you were saying something at the beginning. Oh, yeah, 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 I, know yeah, yeah, I know this nigga's yeah, a champion. Yeah, yeah, I know this nigga's a champion. No, no, he, he is. A, he is. He is. Yeah, a, niggas respect GTO Jones now. Oh, yeah, they know him. Hey, look, they know him now. Oh, they know. They know. They know him now. Nah, trust me now. They come to the DJ booth. That's my brother right there, now. Don't tell me. Look, he talking about hay and shit. Look at. Nah, they 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 know they know state state champ e. <laughs> they they know state champ e now. <laughs> that boy they a legend. Boy, a god, a god, a god, boy, the only, only, the only nigga from the Pope mentioned. The only one from the Pope mentioned, man. Hey, but like, like brother said, man, shout out to the free promo my boy got. Hey, man. Pete, stay up one. I'm brother Gotti. Yeah, man, but boy done got 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 a little little exposure. <laughs> you got a little exposure <laughs> that song. If you know, you know, so I ain't gonna put it out there. Because hey, shit lame at the end of the day, but bro, he's that right. shit funny though. Let me, say, let me say how funny, bro, is he ain't gonna man, little bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. You know what blew me about that shit? I like, what's up? I ain't no fucking trick. <laughs> all the shit that was said. I agree with you, brother. <laughs> so I ain't no trick. Hey, look, I don't man, know what they say. They, they, say, they say it ain't tricking if you got it, though. Yeah. Hey, fuck it. Ain't going. <laughs> so, I told my dog, said, at least the folks say you smell good, brother. <laughs> yeah, the folks say you smell good. Smell good Put them to sleep. Hey, yeah, see, you know see, see, they ain't used to that good uh, shit. They used to them bum ass baby daddies they got. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You know what I'm saying? That new shit. That, you hey. know what I mean? Where you got that from? That what that is. Hey man. Hey boy. You you must be boy. You hell. Hey, we talked about that online. Man. Hey. So y'all boy, state chat. That's it. Hey look, man. See, that's the that's the beauty of social media. Like once you swipe past that shit, you'll never see it again. Stupid no. bitch. No. <laughs> Man, that shit came to my phone when I tell you, boy, I laugh from a See, good, I ain't no, fa- place. I ain't no oh. Facebook no more. I did my mom's gangster shit, too, bro. Somebody yeah. sent it to me. I need, I need shit. Oh, yeah, the shit. Mom's <laughs> Your mama is a gangster, yeah, girl. The, the realest if it ever was a real nigga. <laughs> 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 
Listen. Well, all right. I ain't gonna say her name on the cast, but she will beat your ass. Man, you got that? Why <laughs> never? You at least one time. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, cuz you know how when you talk to a girl, you be scared to meet their daddy. Scared to <laughs> nigga. I was mama. scared to meet her mama, but mama's where is that? But mama listen, boy, I ain't gonna say my dude's name on the cast because I don't want no smoke, boy. Yeah. But shout out to shout out to her, that's, bro. That's where the trouble at. That's yeah, that's listen, where you get that straight. She is with shits. Yeah, yeah. Pops gonna let that ride. Bro. She will beat your ass. No, that's facts. Facts. Hands and feet. As if he, I believe, yeah, I believe she it. will beat your ass. I man. believe it. It's, it's, it's yes, ma'am. When I should, yeah, you better. <laughs> but listen, yes, man, you better say that shit with the utmost yeah, respect, yeah. boy. Ma'am, what you <laughs> still? Uh, comments about this, this Crawford and Spence fight, like, but I mean, but that was uh, a fight. It was a fight. But that shit yeah. was like a bullet. That was child abuse. That was no fight. I was looking at everybody podcast before. Like, I went back. Like, yeah. flagrance, the fucking with the pivot, fucking brilliant idiot, all this other crazy shit. I was like, oh yeah, uh, Spence gonna beat his ass. Listen, I, but you heard Bud say, Bud say. Hey man, hey man, I knew he was gonna beat his ass. If you look at the Pivot podcast, cause that man was like, "Hey, look, he was like, hey, everybody, you know what I'm saying, saying this, this, and that." But at the end of the day, we gotta fight. Yeah, but and that man was like, uh, "What a name was uh, light skinned dude on the Pivot, Tanny." Like, hey man, he gonna beat your ass. He was like, "Well, you know, we'll come back and we'll see about it." Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was like, "I'm just telling you," but. All I'm gonna say is that that pre-fight blunt got the best of his ass. Yeah, yeah. You seen him come around that corner? I said, "What? I said, the boy, they drunk." Who? Smith? Uh, yeah. He had a blunt. He had a drink in it. No, no. That's a video where he came around the corner. Bro was on something like he he wasn't in it. Like he wasn't in. It. Like he was either high or drunk. But yeah. but I, I don't know. He got his ass beat. Went out, nah, he went out but, bad. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did. I said, but I said Spence, but I also said I can't. I said two things. One, if you know me, you know I love boxing. So I said number one, I was like, I can't bet on this fight because I really don't know. That was like, so I ain't put no paper. money I, I, on paper. On paper, on paper I said I can't put no money up because I ain't gonna bet less my heart in it, right? So I didn't bet because I couldn't. But I said, you know what? If I had to pick somebody. I'm gonna pick Spence. My reason for why I'm picking Spence, honestly, was all that shit. To be real, bro, Spence never got knocked down before. Man, look. like damn, a knockout. He never been knocked down. I said, you know what? I said that. I said, now I'm looking at this fight. I was like, it's gonna come down to that kind of shit. And I said, he not gonna knock Spence out. But that man switch handed though, bro. Yeah, and that was the thing. And the man, I man went saw Paul on him. Yeah, and then. And that was the first time and, fighting one. His first time fighting the Southpaw. And, and I knew that nigga wasn't going to lose when he came to the ring with no haircut. When the last time you seen a nigga in the hood with no haircut man, lose? I ain't going to lie to y'all, bro. <laughs> I didn't know this. Maybe I've been under a rock But when the folk, when the folk. Hey, for real, man. That man said, that man said I ain't had a haircut. I knew he was going to beat the shit out man, of him. How man. many of y'all cousins y'all know could fight that had toy shoes and no haircut? Those no niggas could fight. They got something to man, prove. Them boy, and, and the nigga got some kids. You think he wasn't gonna beat his ass? Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, the folks. Yeah, and he, got, 
and drove himself to the hospital. Drove himself to the hospital. He was caught nigga, nigga, count money in the car, nigga, shot nigga in the back of the head. Back of the head. That nigga drove himself to the hospital. The bullet still in his head. I said, if I knew that, I'd never better get some nigga like that. Why y'all ain't sold me? I'd have bet. I'd have bet on if I knew that. That nigga got shot shot in the head and and drove himself to the hospital. And, and this nigga fighting. Yes. <laughs> right. yeah, look, but look, he had when he got shot, he was supposed to fight that Saturday. The nigga still wanted to fight with a bullet after he got shot. Yeah. Look yeah. at the podcast, bro. He was talking about that shit. He was like, Amen. it was it was his first national televised mm. fight when he got shot in the head. Man. He still wanted to fight. Them Omaha, Nebraska niggas different, man. I'm just gonna say that. Them niggas different. It's only like two of them, but yeah, them both them boy hard. Yeah, yeah, listen, at this point, they just need to hand that nigga every belt oh, they yeah. got and just leave that shit at that. Yeah, nah, that was different. That I was never. Display. I don't know if I seen nothing like that. Me either. I was, I, nah, I yeah. about to say that. Listen, it was niggas who was like, oh, like, one thing I learned about boxing, or not, I don't gonna say boxing fans, but people who watch boxing, you never gonna have niggas who gonna have, be happy. If you watch two niggas go to go the distance, they're gonna be like, "Damn, ain't nobody got knocked out." Mm-hmm. If you get a nigga who get knocked out, they're gonna be like, "Damn, the fight was too short." Too short. Yeah. That was a great fight. Yeah. Even with Spence getting his ass whooped, he like was still charged, he still was trying. He right, still, he, he came out aggressive in the first round, and yes. shout out to Crawford. You saw Crawford like take his time and study, and then from the second round through the ninth, yeah, you watched Crawford pick him apart. Yep. But even with Crawford picking him apart. That was still look right. He still was aggressive, and that shit was a very good fight, yeah. man. Like fuck with everybody talking about. Yeah, and you can see you can see the wheels in Spence's head. Like, yeah, damn, this nigga. Like, no reason right. Hell, nah, Crawford, nah, Crawford said on the Breakfast Club, he was like, why, yeah. why? And I mean, I kind of feel him like, why? You know why? what? I'm, 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 I'm gonna play that was advocate with that shit. I'm gonna okay. tell y'all why, right? Okay. And you, as niggas who watch sports, this is my only thing, right? So let's say we watching the, the NBA playoffs, right? And it's game one, eight seed versus one seed, right? And that eight seed come out and go crazy. Not saying Bud an eight seed, but he come out and go crazy. The first thing niggas going to say is, y'all got to do that shit every single time to beat me. When I look at Bud and what he did, I'm like, bro, Bud fought a perfect fight. And my thing is, you got to do that every time. So I wouldn't mind seeing the rematch just to see if Bud going to come out and give him that same work again. Because Spence going to go back and recalibrate and work it out, right? And I think Bud was a better fighter. No, no, in, in, but let me tell you, let me tell you the thing is, the only thing there's nothing that Spence did that, that will I make you want to. No, right. no, absolutely. He ain't yeah, doing that yeah. right. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that shit was like was straight. That straight. shit, that whole fight I'm was one side. The only the round was Spence, like, made that shit, like, the very first round. First round one. Spence came out so aggressive right. that it was like, all right, this is going to be a good fight. Right. The second round, Crawford started to pick that nigga apart. Right. And literally, man, all eight rounds you from know, that point on. You that nigga look left because it's all them down kids. You know a nigga. You know a nigga <laughs> beat your ass when the reason for a rematch is not because you was too good. Like man. you too good. I gotta see you do that shit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. see what I'm saying? That's that nigga like, beat his like, ass yeah. so good. Crawford shook his hand after. He I'm gonna be honest. honest for twenty minutes straight. I, I would rather <laughs> see Crawford. I would rather see Crawford fight Tank 
than to see him fight. He a tank too high in the weight class, right? But I mean, tank talk. Yeah, Carl, yeah, Carl got to come out at one fifty four to see him. I mean, nah, shit. But then that's also another thing. A lot that's of niggas, a like, niggas fight, again, right? like everybody don't keep up with boxing. Like yeah. that yeah. niggas don't know Spence wasn't in his original weight class. Nah, he, right? don't know. He, he, he had to come down. He had yeah, to come, he had to come down. down see, but you, he that still shit. was more powerful even when he came down because he walk around at his. See, most fighters don't walk around at their weight. Right. You know what I'm saying? They cut. And then that shit fuck them up. They yeah. they they lose a punch. Like, but that motherfucker, like he walk around at that weight. That was a whole shit yeah. with uh with taking uh Garcia saying mm-hmm. shit talking about the whole weight and all the hydration clause. Yeah. yeah, because but I mean I think I saw something with Tank was like he would be down to fight that nigga Crawford, and I would yeah. be down to see that. He well, Tank, Tank said six rounds. Oh yeah, Tank put that boy six rounds. Man, but nah, Tank different too, man. That's what he said now. Nah, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think fight. Tank gonna go 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 take the hell on that one. Because the counter, the counter. I think I think switch handed brother. Bud, from what I saw him boxing technique wise got a lot of Floyd in him. Oh yeah, but he, he gonna so dance with you. Technical. He's so elusive. It's yeah, hard he for dance you to really. And it's talking young Floyd when Floyd put niggas to sleep type like. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but putting them to sleep, but young Floyd, young Roy Jones type nigga. Well, you just so technical. I'm just gonna beat you. Either I'm gonna beat your ass this whole fight. Or I'm gonna put you to sleep. One of the two. But you can't with, fuck with. Another thing with Tank is like I never really seen nobody challenge him like that. Nah, nah. Nah, Tank ain't been hit. You know what I'm saying? So he ain't really hit for real. When you get challenged, Tank. I like, I like both of them, but I gotta get a slight. Edge. I thought Spence had the power though. Me too. But but power like that shit caught me on guard. But well, but then when I heard like the nigga, he told me he was like, or oh, not told me, but on the podcast, uh, not nah, on the pivot, he was just like. <laughs> He was like he broke his right hand, which was a dominant dominant hand for a long time. For a long time, mm-hmm. so he had to punch with his his, his left. left. So he that. was fucking motherfuckers up with his left. And he was like, most boxers when they sit in the stance, they don't they power punches are their strong hand. That's it, right? But for him, both his hands even. Yeah, like even nigga, <laughs> he said he said that shit after the fight. He talked about this a jab. He throws said normally when I throw a jab, it just kind of just kind of tapping, like just to kind of fuck with you. He's like, we watch this nigga and we say, you know what? If I'm gonna throw the jab, I gotta be hitting him. So the jab wasn't just me, just kind of just keeping you at bay. Like no, I'm rocking your ass with this motherfucker every but you time. Said, but that uppercut, that nigga came. That motherfucker threw that overhand. Down. Spence threw that overhand, and it was so close. He left himself open so much. I looked at that shit. I slowed that shit. Look, I said, oh, you done. Oh, he was beating his ass. That shit was bad. Yeah, the ref was like, we gonna, I'm going to call this shit nine. For this nigga, I, I, knock I, your brain. Honestly, I respect the ref. For letting it go that long, cause to be honest with you, he had to knock it down like I, twice. I, I seen, I seen ref, I seen ref shut that shit down two rounds earlier. Oh yeah, like, just by, by the way he was getting hit and wasn't defending yeah, himself. Bro. I've seen that shit get. Hey shot man, out. I say shout out my nigga Scuba Steve, bro. It's a clip right now on social media. That nigga Scuba Steve sitting on top of a nigga. Wailing on that nigga Looking at the ref Like you not gonna call this shit And he pulling back On the punches yeah. He not even really drilling buddy Cause he like man Like I could hurt this nigga right now If yeah. I really wanted to I'm just gonna keep Wailing on him Cause he helpless yeah. But the whole time He hitting this nigga He looking at the ref like Go ahead bro Bro going to call this shit You ain't gonna call this shit I'm just gonna sit here And keep wailing on this nigga To you Like so you know what I'm saying Like I will say Shout out to the ref For calling that shit Instead of just letting that shit Cause I mean It's like boxing and we all do want to see a nigga get knocked out, but I feel like in a fight like that, where like right. both them boys had so much to lose, it was better for the ref to call that shit the way he did yeah. and to let that nigga Spence really legit get knocked. It's one thing to get knocked the fuck down the way he yeah. did, but, yeah. but if he would have got knocked the fuck out, yeah. he'd have had to hang them shits up. Come on, man. And one of the, one of the last part about that I'm gonna touch on, man, is 
if I'd have knew that Bud was hollering to Charlo in the crowd saying, nigga, you next, after he said that, if I'd have seen that, I'd have, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was hollering at who? Uh, uh, was it Charlo? Is that nigga name? Oh, Charlo, yeah. Yeah, Charlo, yeah, hollering that nigga at the So he done, he done sat. It was one of the times, one of the many times he done sat Spence down and went to the corner. He pointed at Charlo in the crowd to my nigga, you next. You next. Then came back and sat the nigga ass down again. Like, that shit different, man. That shit different. So, um, yeah, man. So, uh, wrapping up, man. Um, you know, once again, I want to uh, appreciate y'all boys for coming through, man. Two, two parts of the three-headed monster, man. The, you know, I, I'm going to keep saying, man. The three-headed goat, franchise. The, the big three. Shout out to EJ, man. He, every time I see EJ, he won't talk to me about the Lakers. You know what I mean? <laughs> As if, I love LeBron, yeah, boy. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm a Laker fan too, so so we we go oh, back and too. forth. You know what I mean about that shit, man. Shout out to bro, man. Hopefully next time we get him oh, on, man. The what the? Oh yeah, no, absolutely, man. Y'all social media platforms, man. Go ahead and shout them out. Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm married. It's like I'm bust. <laughs> hey man, what this shit you, you called? Use married. Uh, hey, look, every I'm married for thirty days. Hey. <laughs> hey, everything DJ, you know what I'm saying? I only tell the truth, you know what I'm saying? Man, CJ, that's my DJ. CJ, that's my DJ. Make sure y'all follow at Performer Pocket too. Yeah, follow that. You know what I'm saying? Send them requests. You know what I'm saying? All performers. <laughs> and every and every art. We need all performers on there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm looking for endorsers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not investors, endorsers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we gonna test drive this motherfucker. There you go. There you go. Can I go down there and see it? And all that shit kind of just I ain't never left art team without a smile, man. That nigga gonna make you laugh. Oh, and yeah, it ain't, yeah, sure. it ain't even gonna be from the but DJ. No, and that nigga's going to do some shit. Right. He's gonna do some shit. And the worst three words you could tell that nigga if you out is it's my birthday. Oh yeah, it's, over. it's over with. It's over with. It's <laughs> You're not gonna survive. He's gonna drink you nah, into a coma. Yeah, yeah. But when it's that nigga's birthday, he is oh. Casper the fucking oh, God. Oh, yeah, it's on go. Like, Is he? I'll be right back. Listen. And I'll go find him. That now, nigga. Now come bring Nan to come Cast the season in. 2023. That nigga was a ghost. Oh, yeah, boy. I'm too old to be drinking like that. Man. I had to put out public service announcements yeah. for that nigga. But y'all niggas ain't about to kill me no more. I don't have my. Look. Those niggas done drunk me under the stage, all type of shit, boy. Well, that, nigga had, that nigga had people calling 911 on his ass yeah. at a party. Come one. on, man. Yeah, that should be abuse, man. That shit terrorists. Fuck that. He need it. He give it to everybody yeah, else. You know what I'm saying? That shit terrorists when you hey, do man. Take that shit. Yeah, you deserve it. Yeah, shout the podcast out too, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Shout out say Unk, man. Shout yeah, my dogs, man. man. Chevy yeah. said, tap yeah. money, y'all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Say Unk. Yeah, the OG's man. perspective. <laughs> For real. Them boy funny some more. Shout out to that shit, man. So that being said, man, appreciate everybody. Fuck with us. First time, last time, whatever time is always love with the size you already know. Fuck with us, fuck with us. Don't Don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like That's a fact. If you (laughs) fuck fuck with us, man, always, man. So that being said, man, till next time. Yes, sir. Ooh, give me some more flavor. It's the Untitled Podcast. Yeah, boo, talk your shit.